Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is some bull jab. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of the Value Pack. We have a guest today, and what a guest it is. We have been meaning to have him on for a while, but, uh, you know, things happen. And by things, I mean we're lazy and didn't even try to get him on the podcast until literally five seconds ago. But luckily, he was <laughs> able to make it, so we're making it happen. But first, I would like to thank our lovely patrons uh, Infrax Hawaiian, I has issues, Jeremy Johnson, Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Minaria, Slytech, and Talus X Septum. Thank you guys so much, and everybody else who supports us on Patreon, and everybody who supports us on our individual streams. Shout out to you guys as well. We uh, we seriously appreciate you guys for doing what you do. Uh, first thing of note here, uh, Nayashi is not joining us. Uh, I believe it. He said it is his mother's birthday, and he is taking her out to dinner. So everyone say happy birthday to Nayashi's mom. Hopefully uh, they are having a lovely night out. Um, second order of business. We do have a guest. Yes, I know. It's been so long. We've been in such a drought in terms of, of guests uh, recently. Uh, and there's no real particular reason behind that other than we just haven't had one. So we're fixing it today. I messaged him literally like two hours before I got off of work and was like, I know it's last minute, but could you do it? He said, absolutely. And so I would like to introduce Armin to the show. Thank you for joining us. Yo, what's up, man? I'm desperate for content. That's why I came on. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've actually... So here's the funny thing. We, we have actually had you on before because... Mm -hmm. We had you on the two-year anniversary podcast, yep. yeah, uh, which was funny because that entire podcast was bringing on former guests, and you were not. Yeah. So now we can officially say that you have uh, you have come on as a guest. I guess you were the future guest at the time, but I'm glad you're here to join us. We got to talk about the tournament of which you casted, of which we all casted. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk a lot about that, and it's unfortunate that Nayashi couldn't join us. But first, but first, before we get to that, Sage Awakening is out. Is it Pog? Question mark Frosty. Um. So it's unfortunate because uh, I don't know if you already know this or not, Rizzler, but I think that you and Nayashi both technically lost the bet. Um, because I retagged my Kuno and untagged my Sage. Right, I know that, but right. I think the I think the question was who was going to be closer. Yeah. So, so, what was the bet? The bet was how long after Sage Awakening comes out is Frosty going to stay with the Sage tagged? Hmm. And I right. believe now someone feel free to correct me if I'm wrong and we'll go back in the records uh, to figure out for sure next episode whenever Nayashi hopefully is here. But I believe my guess was lower than his. I believe I'm that pretty he, sure it was. I think he said uh, three weeks and you said two. I'm yeah. Pretty sure it was something like that. So 
Yeah, I uh, I lost, man. I I, I gave up. I was like, yep. you know what? The the real loser here is Frosty's uh, bank account as he just drains silver on retagging characters. I have here. I actually have it. I have it here. I'll read it aloud for you guys. So since the tag system has come out, um, I have tagged a Mystic, a Tamer, a Sork, a Ninja, a Nova, a Hash, Sage, and now back to Kuno. And it's cost me 19.7 bill. <laughs> Good lord. Oh. Yeah, ah. which is also for the record more money than Reslar's ever had in BDO in the entire time he's played it. Yep, correct. 100%. I think it would still be more money even if he sold all of his gear. But I'm not sure. Probably. <laughs> it's, yeah. up, it's up there. Yeah, so Sage. Alright, so Sage Awakening. Um... First of all, I'm just going to so say obviously, this. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't what you were hoping for, considering you untagged it. Well, it's... Yeah. it's I Look, Bear has pointed out to me that I say this whenever I don't like something, because I, I don't want to... He thinks that it's because I don't want to be too harsh or too mean to it. Absolutely. Or say that something's You're a white bad. Knight. So I say that it's not my style as sort of like a safe out. But the class is legitimately <laughs> not... It's just not my style of play. Um... It's a mage, and it's like pretty true to the mage um, format, I guess. But um, I, I don't like suck at all. Like succession just doesn't feel fun to me at all. Um, and awakening does feel a lot more fun, but still, I don't know. I'm just an assassin player, so it's not really for me. That's that's the only reason I really untagged is because I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it long term. Um, hmm. That having been said, I think people are way too harsh on Sage Awakening. I think a lot of people say that it's really really bad and it's terrible and i actually do not agree with that i think that it needs a little tweaking um but i think it shows a lot of potential it has some cool ideas for movement um that don't feel fully fleshed out similar to sage succession that didn't feel fully fleshed out when it first released and now sage succession everyone's like why the hell can it move this much this isn't fair <laughs> um but I think it's combo damage it's nut is nuts and it's chip damage is actually like pretty decent. It just feels like you like run out of stuff a little bit and it's to me just from my bit of time playing it and asking others that are playing it and watching it is that it's partly to do with the disconnect between awakening and pre-awakening cuz I think people just don't want to use the pre-awakening kit. I think they want oh, a completely yeah. different style, but if you want to make that class work, I think you really have to use pre-awakening. Um, that first day that we got Sage, um, everyone was saying that it, it sucks at grinding, it's trash in PVE, it's terrible, doesn't do any damage. And then like literally the next day, videos started popping up of people getting insane trash with it. And the difference between what people in KR were doing and what we were doing is they were actually using pre-awakening skills as well, uh, which every class kind of does. It's really not that abnormal. Like imagine uh, an awakening ninja grinding without using blade spin, illusion, and malice. Like it's not a thing. You use those. That's just how it is. And so if you don't like the pre-awakening kit, I think the awakening kit's going to feel bad because you have to use both. Um, that having been said, I do think it still needs a little bit of something. Um, I don't know what exactly, like I still am on a wait and see cause I know they're going to buff the class probably every week for the next two to four weeks. Um, so right now the movement, I don't know if it's just like 
the cooldown may be too long on Bolt, the two second iframe. Uh, two seconds sometimes feels like you're stuck forever in the heat of the moment. Um, it can feel mm -hmm. like a long time. Um, mm -hmm. It also could be it not having a Q block, I thought was an interesting decision. I, I'm not really sure why it doesn't have a Q block. So you do have to S block, which I, I don't know what, what it is about S versus Q, but S just doesn't feel as smooth because you have to give up some of your ground to S block. Whereas like Q block, you get to make progress on a player and then hold that ground. Um, so I think it's especially insulting because he has like Q block. Uh, it's just he can only have it up for one second with his right click. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I guess so. I guess if you want to count, like that, that like could just be his block. And I guess, but that's like a damage ability that cancels stuff. So it's like I don't know. That's not really his block. <clears throat> You're saying that animation could be his block. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, sure, I guess. Anyway, so uh, it just feels like a, a little bit like it's missing something. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, overall, though, I, I still think it's a, it's a good start. I actually think it feels better day one than Succession Sage felt day one. Um, it's also missing core skills, and it's also missing... I think it's third missing a third or bomb. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to actually add that or not, but it's kind of not there. And BSRs as well. And BSRs, true. Um, so yeah, I actually think the potential is good and I think that it looks really cool. Um, it's also Awakening compared to Suck to me. The last couple classes, I mean, <laughs> they all have these gimmicks. Armin, correct me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you feel the same way. But every uh, class lately has a gimmick. Like um, yeah. Suck, Hash is just the infinite block jump over and over and over again when it's on cooldown. Um, Nova has these two vacuums, the range grab and its movements crazy. And then the even suck Nova is like a mass CC bot. Mass <laughs> you're in a one V four every time you're fighting them. And then, uh, Sage succession has this gimmick where they're basically always invisible and in iframe and they pop out and just blow you up. But Sage Dude, awakening is insane. Yeah. And their damage is nuts, but awakening feels a little bit more like a traditional class to me. Mm -hmm. That is actually fun to fight against. So mm -hmm. hopefully they don't veer from that too much. What are your thoughts, Armin? Um, I agree with a lot you said. You know, I actually think Awakening Sage right now, as much as everyone wants to complain, I feel like everyone's view has become super skewed mm -hmm. and biased as a result of, you know, super busted classes like Awake Suck Hash one-shotting people, uh, Awakening Nova one-shotting people, and even now, as a result of so much complaining and everything, Succession Sage now one-shotting people. I feel like people feel like every class just needs to completely blow someone up or otherwise they do no damage and are super weak. Right. And I agree. I, you know, As for the PvP aspect, I can't talk on that at all. I haven't seen Awakening Sage PV whatsoever. I've heard it is kind of bad, so I will take your note on that. But I also feel like for some reason people have this idea that these new awakening classes when they're out you should just only have awakening mm -hmm. which i don't really understand like i think it's fine if a class has to go between awakening and you know pre-awakening i think that's how awakening was built in the first place that's how almost every class is besides nova and besides uh nowadays actually awakening sage kind of uses his pre-awakening kit a little bit but not to the extent that if anything you would predict but i think um 
yeah, overall, the class is actually, in my opinion, in a pretty good spot. Uh, I have been watching a lot of Mazap mm-hmm. playing the class. I mean, he's exclusively been practicing it for a while now. Uh, and the guy is insanely good at it from what I've seen already. And he's, you know, hasn't even spent enough time on it to take it to like the next level. And the movement is just insane to me. Like genuinely like watching that class, it reminds me of like um, the way I play Succession Ninja, where it's just like, you know, move as fast as you can, get to backline and make disruption and make noise. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have the damage of Succession Ninja, and I do think at times like a big part of its nuking skill is the uh, lightning rain. It's like a super huge AoE, and I've seen it even hit high ground at times. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I think you're just talking about... You're, are you talking about the far one? It's the one where he raises his hands in the air, like two hands yeah, in the air. Yeah, right. lightning storm <laughs> lightning or whatever. Storm. Yeah, it's like lightning storm. Yeah, it literally looks like a lightning rain. Like, I've seen that ability come out and and if you it's obviously you know like you're completely in the animation full sa but it doesn't have a cc on it i don't believe and you're just raining damage um but it's to me like as that skill is like such a huge early engage setup off of all the plays you made and i think the class is actually going to end up being after you know give it some play time uh kind of like awakening hash and everything and let some players get really good at it i think it's going to be one of the uh best diving setup classes you're going to see in the game I think it's going to be more of a class that enables other people to come in and it gives space to other people to do their thing, you know? But mm. um, we'll see how it goes. But I definitely do think people are downplaying the class a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I spent a good chunk of time uh, just kind of sitting in BA with it and just like looking at the skills, trying to learn what they do, see how they combo together. I haven't put amount of time that like Mazap or other people that are like still practicing with it right now are, but I put in a good, like, I don't know, maybe like three, four hours, something like that. And to me, it seems like the main thing about it that was interesting is it's all about finding the right combos. And I don't mean that in like a traditional sense, like, yeah, obviously that's what every class has to do. But I mean, like it literally has built in combos where like, you have to cast, well, you don't have to, but you should cast this skill after this skill because it goes faster if you use it after this skill. And then you can, you can cast this skill to cancel into this skill and this skill to go into this skill. And it's all about finding those connections and then tying them all together, essentially. And it's not even like any canceling like a warrior would do. It's legitimately just like, no, it goes faster if you use this skill after this skill. So it's kind of interesting how it's designed like that. Um, I think if they're going to go in that direction, which is what it felt like to me was you were supposed to do, is it's all about using uh, the proper abilities to quote-unquote cancel, even though it's not really canceling, into other abilities. A bunch of cooldowns need to be a little bit lower. Um, So like the movement... Frosty, I know you said already that Bolt on two-second cooldown kind of seems like it's a bit too long. 100% agree that it's a little bit too long. I think the the space, the the little like stab forward that they do, that should probably be brought down a little bit. Um, the right-click, well, which but, is the thing this, that I said could be the block. The thing with the spacebar one is it's spammable even when it's on cooldown. 
Yes, 100%. It is just like a little bit slower. And also, it doesn't stiffen whenever it's on cooldown, uh, which it's like a really good stiffen. And especially when you use it in conjunction with uh, Awakening. Or, mm -hmm. sorry, not Awakening, Pre-Awakening. Because you can cast it from Pre-Awakening. So if you use a Pre-Awakening skill, I believe any skill, but I'm not 100% on that. But you use a pre-awakening skill, and then you can uh, hit space, and you'll go straight into it, which is a pretty interesting uh, transition, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, the right click, I feel like it needs to be a little bit lower. Both of those skills are six seconds, I believe, if I remember correctly, which seems a little rough to me personally. Also, the other thing that absolutely needs to be done away with immediately, if you miss that grab, whole boy. Does that grab punish you for missing? And yeah. and I'm not even talking like a striker. Like strikers complain about when they miss, they grab, they get punished for it. Bro, it straight up is like a 1.5 second animation that you are completely unprotected and can't cancel out of. Mm. It is brutal. And that needs to be uh, done away with immediately. I feel like me and Frosty coming from Kuno and Ninja, like... Yeah, I don't... I actually... I did not feel that way at all about the grabs. Yeah, I actually think it's fine. I don't think the, that when you crazy. miss your grab... I, I mean, on top of that, you do play Zerka Reslar, so, you know, you have full SA grabs. So you're not used to getting punished. <laughs> I mean, that's... that's <laughs> all right, first of all, that's a lie, but continue. Uh, no, but... Um, uh, mostly, like, I actually think uh, the, if it, a grab is punishable... You know, with a time, you know, like if you miss it, like there should be a gap where someone can hit you. Uh, and, yeah. you know, coming from yeah. Ninja and Kuno, we, I'm pretty sure we have like the one of the longest recovery times on our grabs. Um, I think it's a mechanic that's good. I'm telling you, stage is longer. I, I could see that. Um, you know, at most, I do think just match it to something of that level. But I don't feel um, that it's longer. Is it like. Dude, it's so much. I, I, it, didn't, it didn't feel that long when I saw it. Yeah, and like Nova's is like a crazy one. That one doesn't feel long at all compared and to it's, like Nova. And it's also like, here's the thing though. When you miss with a ninja or a kuno grab, right? Not resisted, because resist for you guys is fucking harsh, right? Where you do the little like flip thing or whatever. Yeah, but it looks uh, cool. It, <laughs> it, does cool. <laughs> look, it does look cool, but it's pretty fucking harsh. But whenever you miss, it, it doesn't really lock you in for that long. You can pretty quickly ghost step can you not i mean it's kind of like, like fairly a, quickly after it's, it. it's borderline mm -hmm. like a stiffen yeah it's 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 legitimately uh i'm pretty sure like a oh, second one plus seconds it's around that time uh, on top yeah, of that I, you know compared to us you actually have like a it's a range grab on top of that mm -hmm. which you know is undeniably much stronger so i don't think it's that bad to have some kind of punish on it um, and again, I I don't care that like it should be how like have a window for you to punish it. It just seems like the punishment that they gave it is way too harsh, especially when like hate to be that guy, but you put up sage grab versus lawn grab. Hello, the punishment oh, for well. lawn grab is almost non-existent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, we're not saying long, long grab grab is uh, weak, way though. stronger. But, yeah, but that's one of those situations where it's like, my 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 spin spree should do more damage and stun and stiff because look at wizards. 
Like, yeah. yeah, obviously no one thinks lawn grabs in a fair state. I mean, even lawns are like, yeah, no, our grab's crazy. So I I don't know. That I do we want to compare it to lawn grab that grabs the most insane grab in the game. Um, I don't know. To me, like it didn't the recoil on it didn't bother me that much at all. Like that wasn't anything at all that bothered me. I mean, the grab felt fairly easy to land. I think the hash one is a little bit easier to land, but that one felt like not so bad. I don't know. I, I didn't really have an issue with it, to be honest, for, for that part. And I, I like the cooldown, and I like that it's not protected, because it's 13-second yeah. cooldown, which is nice. But um, The cooldown and the non-protection seemed fine to me, considering that it is ranged, after all. Um, just, man, that animation, whenever you miss, is just the thing that, was like wow that is that is harsh yeah i'm gonna have to go let me go put oasis weapons on my sage and see just need like a reminder of it i i i was fighting in ba and i, I never once even felt like oh man this fail is too long it never even crossed my mind so i'm wondering why it didn't um hmm. all right let me see yeah um what about like so I I was also I was watching Mazap stream Armin. Mm -hmm. And like the thing that's weird is like while he is moving a lot, it's like I think the thing that's weird about at least I, I saw him in RBF. I didn't see him in any one v ones. So in RBF he's moving a lot, but it's not like accomplishing anything for him is where I felt like it was like, oh look, he's like actually making the movement look really cool and then he runs out of stamina and doesn't really get anybody. Or he gets caught because a lot of it only the side dash is protected, and then like the eighteen second block jump thing. Um, well, it's it's about repositioning and moving yourself to like like uh, I guess the the viewpoint I look at it, and both me and I, him and I look at it is like on ninja. A lot of the time we're just having to do movement to reposition for something like a blade spin mm -hmm. or something like that. And if someone's looking at us, we can't really just cast an ability from there. And Sage has a similar vibe uh, to me. And that's why, like, you know, it looks like, you know, he's not doing much. But uh, in a node where if you're moving through a ball like that, you're going to create disruption in general. Like, you're forcing people to look at you kind of thing is the way I look at it. I do agree. Like, definitely, you want to give him potentially sl sl uh, lower CDs, give him some more impact. Bonds aren't out yet, so... He might gain SA on a skill that will give him a lot more damage potential and his movement, but uh, I don't think it's in a state where it's unrecoverable or as bad as people say. I think it's on the right track to become a insanely good class with just some minor tweaks. I think it's already um, fairly strong, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's saying it's, like, super, super weak. I'm just not seeing it. I, I think... Considering it doesn't have the core option, it doesn't have the BSRs, it doesn't have the third or bomb, and people are like, like Frosty said, I, I also think when I was reading the abilities, the amount of abilities that were like, can you be used in pre-awakening, I was like, okay, this seems like it's a spec that you're definitely going to want to like be swapping back and forth between, but people yeah. don't want to, people don't want to do that right now. So I think you give it a little bit of time, you let people learn the class, you let people figure out that they, they're probably going to want to use pre-awakening a lot, get those cores, those are bombs, or that are bomb, I suppose, singular, and the BSRs, and I think it's looking pretty good, honestly. I think, uh, I also think 
I think I was kind of mentioning at it earlier, but people compare the class too much to like uh, suck hash and just like their damage potential. Like I feel like most people see a class nowadays, and if it's not getting insane feeds right off the bat, they just kind of dismiss it. So I'm messing. I'm messing with the ground. It, it honestly, like, I don't know. Maybe the resist is different. Someone in chat saying if you land a grab and then someone resists um, is an issue. But I, the grab recoil is like literally the same as Ninja Kuno. Like, yeah, exact, almost exactly the same. Like, it might be 0.1 second shorter or longer. You'd have to compare them side by side. But without an Alk Stone, like, it feels like identical. I can, like, mm -hmm. just, I can move pretty quickly after a failed grab. Mm hmm. Um, if, I agree. Now, if you just grab the air without doing any of the cancels, the start of the grab is a little bit long, but if you R&B before the grab, um, it's 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 really quick. Like, you do the grab animation quick, and then you just have, like, a... It's, like, 0.7 seconds or maybe one second of recoil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Feels fairly I, I actually just saw a failed grab animation because I'm rewatching a VOD of Awakening Sage, and it's... Exactly the same as uh, Ninja Kuna. Um. Anyway, I uh, I don't know. I'm probably the only one that feels this way. But Void Gateways, when it when it first came out, had this weird uh, like it hit all around you, even though it kind of looked like a forward um ability, and they adjusted the hitbox of it so it no longer hits the sides or the back, and it hits the front. I almost, for me personally, may, maybe no one else feels this way, but I kind of feel like that should happen with Shift LMB a little bit. Maybe not to the same extent. Yes. Yes. Yeah, maybe not to the same extent as Void Gateways because I don't think it should be a ranged ability or anything. But um, yeah, Shift LMB feels oddly like it doesn't hit very far, even Close though the range. animation is so grand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was finding the exact same thing. Whenever I was trying to come up with like, just really basic combos one of the things that i found interesting is that i believe it was your down lmb if you're too close your down lmb won't hit which is a pretty solid refloat it seems like that you could use in the middle of the combo but if you're too far away so you're trying to hit the down lmb if you're too far away then your shift lmb doesn't hit so it's like what the fuck come on dude yeah um, dude, I think the class is really cool, though. I I don't know, like um, I, I think love it's, the Arcanon. It's a yeah, dude. It, they're fun too. Um, what do you guys think about the Ford F skill, where you dash through someone for the stiff, and if you hold F, keeps dashing you back and forth? Um, I forget the name of it now, off the top of my head, but yeah. So, I think. I, I initially didn't like it, and then later on I started to understand, like, this is a skill that, like, a lot of the other skills you have to cancel into, because the wind-up on it is massive if you don't cancel into it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's completely unprotected, so you, you, I was just getting CC'd out of it, and I was getting really... I was mauling, because I was like, dude, this skill fucking sucks. And then, like, later on, I was I was realizing, like, oh, you have to can't... That's a skill that you just can't cast by itself, it seems like. Um, it seems almost... I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe someone with more experience could find some better use for it, but it seems almost troll to me, in all honesty. Because like you just can keep stiffening them over and over and over again. 
you could do it like three times i think if i remember correctly yeah um but what's weird is that i and maybe they found out a way to make it happen by now i'm sure they have but i couldn't really find a reliable way to use the movement part of that skill and then get another cc off while they were stiffened um i'm sure that people will find a way if they haven't already i think you just grab honestly i think if you land the stiff then you just grab it would it put me out of range every time it put me out of range well yeah you can space bar back if you turn your camera and space bar back you should be okay yeah i think space speaking yeah I was going to say, speaking of turning the camera, how do you feel about the fact that it turns that. It, your camera they for you? They have to you? remove that. It feels so stupid. It feels weird. I don't like it at all. I hate that it turns your camera for you. Armin, I, I have you played Awakened Sage? I know what you're talking about because I've seen it, and I agree that it needs to be removed. Anything that forces a camera turn in general is not going to feel very smooth at all. See, like, block jump forces your camera turn on Ninja Kuno, but it, it yeah. shuts off your Instant. camera and then makes it reappear. Like, it goes black for a second, then reappears. So it's, like, not jarring, and you're expecting to be turned around. But this one, like, moves you well, forward through them and then, like, just yeah. harshly juts your camera around. It feels so uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's the fact that it's not instant is really the main. It's not just a bloop. Now you have control of your camera again. It's the fact that it's like a like a solid like 0.5 maybe like 0.75 like camera rotation, and it's just like oh. <laughs> yeah, it feels really awkward. I I don't like it at all. Um. Yeah, but like I was saying before, and have you you said you have you fought against any Armin? Uh, so actually, once they get bonds, me and Mazep are going to be doing some duels. Okay, so so it should be some good content. One of the other things that I I found is like, all right, so obviously you have the grab, and you can rely heavily on the grab. But if you're not using any pre awakening, which I think you have to, and because of no core skills, like it feels like it doesn't have a whole lot of CCs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think I that will feel different if once people get more comfortable using pre-awakening plus the core skills. So I don't know if that's actually an issue or if it just I, feels that way now. I think give it uh, probably like a few weeks to a month. Give people more play time. And if at that point it doesn't have like, you know, like people haven't gotten used to it and they can't make more CCs work, then you might want to think about adding a little more CCs to it because I definitely do think as of the moment it's kind of lackluster but again you know that could just be a playtime kind of thing yeah yeah plus I mean who knows what this the core skills are going to be but there is going to be I'm certain there's going to be an option to take a CC with the right. core skill right you're going to be mm-hmm. able to put a core uh, a core skill CC on like your F like the Arcanon skill they're going to give us like five bounds it's going to be dumb watch yeah i'm interesting too because like the thunderstorm skill plus the uh shift lmb like those skills with cores could be really interesting are you on are you on it right now frosty Uh, i could go back you want me to throw my orc lights away and do this no problem no 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 no, (laughs) No, i'm just kidding i I honestly don't mind if you want me to go check something i can no i was just gonna say there was a there was a neat thing that i found it you can do three arcanon skills in like super quick succession if you do uh i think it was right click f down lmb yeah you just 
those three come out really fast if you do it in that order and you can actually see all three arcanons at the same exact time like they're on the screen and it just looks fucking awesome dude like the yeah, arcanons those, are so cool they have a really cool animation i like them a lot um yeah and they're fun like that's the other thing too i was gonna say the class has it, considering how suck feels really slow and I don't know. It's like slow and you use one skill and then you move and then you use another. Yeah. <laughs> Sage Awakening has so many cancels. Like the combo potential on there. Like I think that you can customize combos a lot on that class. Like, yeah. There's a lot of cool combos that you can do. Because I, I yeah. well, like when you see the demo video, you're like, all right, and you have this long thunderstorm and then you have the shift LMB thunderstorm and then you have SF. But like in an actual combo, you can rattle off like seven or eight skills so fast. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yep. Um, no, I mean, I yeah. definitely this class. I I think is gonna have a super high ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be super super sick to watch in, a, in you know some. So, Armin, are you tempted in the slightest to go off of Ninja to play this? <laughs> um, dude, honestly, I really wanted to play in the Archer tournament and then try playing Zerker after. And then when they re- talked about Awakening Sage, I was like, okay, I'll just do Sage instead of Zerker. But now that I can't join the tournament, I'm like, I gotta stick to my class until you know something. I can't, I can't lose my progress. You know, I'm, I'm too competitive of a player. Yeah. Um, but I will think about tagging it. I'm just hesitant to commit time to something like this because I don't want to get too invested. You know. Yeah. I did join Zerker Squad with our four protected grapples. Dude, okay. dude Awakening no one, Zerk is fun okay. to play, man. Hold Awakening on. Zerk is fun Hold to play. Hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> Reslar is doing a throwback to you saying that you're used to having protected grabs, fully protected grabs. And then, of course, he's doing he's doing that thing where the grabs that they don't even use because they don't have to because their first two are protected. He's like, but mm. these aren't protected. <laughs> <laughs> I, it isn't. Oh, I don't, stop, I don't know. Dude. That, that's you. like Striker being like, "Yeah, dude, our grab's not protected." Awakening, you know, no one uses the awakening <laughs> grab. So every Striker tells me, "It's like, yeah, you don't need Listen, to because your pre-awakening grab seven second you, cooldown." If, I'm just saying, if you tell a Zerker all of your grabs are protected, that is factually right. incorrect. All I'm just it. saying. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I look at awakening as well, and the only grab that you have it unprotected is Shift E. And that grab is on top of that insanely fast and super good. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we're not we're not here to talk about Zerk. We're not here to talk it's about also, it. It's also on a 40-second cooldown, but... Dude, I forget the gr- cooldown. That grab is so high sometimes. It's insane. Well, it is the fourth it's one. So. Not, it's not long yeah. enough, in my opinion. No. If <laughs> <laughs> right. I have to have five 30-second cooldown skills on my favorite class, you should have to have five 30-second cooldowns on yours, too. <laughs> we, uh, we do. It's heal one, heal two, heal three, heal four. Uh... <laughs> um, Alright, so, and then Sage and PvE. Armin, you said you didn't, you don't really know much about the Sage PvE. Rezzler, did no, you... I've, I've just heard it's a lot worse than Suck, right? I don't know if it's a lot worse, but it's definitely a lot more effort for less reward, which feels a lot worse. But I actually oh, so don't it's think it's bad. Kuno. I got you. Well, no, right now. Wait, what? What does that mean? Oh wait. <clears throat> Compared to I suck, mean, you have that backwards I mean, these days. Uh, 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 I mean, you know, I'm just 
Just saying, you know, Awakening Kuno, I saw your trash numbers at underwater. You know, <laughs> don't worry about my trash numbers looking, underwater, okay? <laughs> wasn't looking too good. All right, I don't need good trash numbers, okay? AFK fishing knife for oh, my money. Oh, no, Frosty's <laughs> already thinking about re-rolling off of No, Kuno. I'm not. My trash numbers are fine. Dude, you know how I solved the not have, getting good trash problem? I don't look anymore, okay? You want to know the funny part, Frosty? Huh. Uh, my 269 Kudum Suck Striker pulled more trash than your two like 93 Kudum Awakening Kuno. 301 that's the, Kudum, okay. Get 301 right. Kudum. <laughs> that's but it's all right. Part, I'm going to get a pen black star and fix it, dude. I'm sure it's going to help. Uh. <laughs> it's fine, dude. You just don't look. That's the thing. <laughs> just don't pay attention to your problems and they'll go away. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I... So, I, I think the Awakening is okay. It's just not like, it's not Suck Striker. And Sage might be up there with Suck Striker. Like, it's it's nuts. Sage, Succession Sage is nutty. But I, I still think it's like average. It's at least average at worst. But it's probably above average on Awakening. I mean, we've already seen, there was a, uh, there was a video of a dude getting 5.6k with 266 Kudum at stars end there's another video of a guy getting 6k with like 269 so it's like every time i hear someone say that that's dog shit at grinding and i just look over like all right well what's the best korean kuno getting oh 5k okay all right well fine so you know this makes me sad i think it's grind is fine um let's see is there uh i don't know the the cores aren't out yet i think there's a chance they don't give us another rebomb for sage I know that sounds crazy. Really? But it's so weird that it only has two right now. Why didn't they give the third? Did Nova have three on release? It didn't have three on release, but it got all three at the same time when it got theirs. Hmm. That's what I find super weird about Sage only getting two. I mean, maybe, maybe they, they ran out of ideas. <laughs> maybe. I maybe. mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's room for another one. It's just so weird that... Uh, they didn't give it. Yeah, I guess they're just not done with it. I don't know. But the two bombs that are there right now just feel like they don't feel fun to use at all in the Awaken kit anyway. I don't know. The bombs are f like actually, even if they're not super good, they're pretty fun on a lot of classes. And those ones do not feel that fun to use at all. I, I'm not a fan. But. um, What about in 1v1? Um, which matchups... This is a this is an Armin special question here because I I feel like mm -hmm. um, theory crafting about this stuff is kind of fun. But what what matchups could you see potentially Sage being good at? Uh good at um <clears throat> probably anything that doesn't have you know like super super quick punishes that can deal with his movement. Things that are slow to react to super fast play. So. You know, Warrior would be something that could just hard punish this class. Ninja as well. But something like Mystic or Striker, you know, they're only going to have a few opportunities or windows. So I think he'll be pretty good against those. Um, Sork and Kuno are always undecided factors, so I can't comment on those ones too much. Um, it could be really good into... Um, what was it? Um, sorry, let me pull up a class list. Because I was actually thinking about this. Sorry, one second. People are being blown away by my, my Kuno grind here at Orcs, dude. <laughs> uh, I was thinking it could be really good into Zerker. 
uh, actually. Um, uh, so we'll have to see about that one. Um, it also does have a grab, so it's probably going to be super strong against Guardian. That's just kind of a given. RIP that class. Uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. They only have four iframes. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough for them, dude. Uh, DK, I'm not too sure. That's always undecided. Lon's just a king at dueling, so she's probably just going to have an advantage. Archer, I could see it struggling against Archer just because I don't think uh, in a lot of its movement, it might just get completely cucked out of the CC at the end or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like it, it'll be very good into anything with hard CC spam. So I don't think it's going to be too crazy at dueling until the bonds come out. And once bonds come out, we'll have to see. It kind of reminds me of Awakening Hash, where until they got Sin Splitter Bond, they, you know, they had some issues with some matchups. They're still very good, but once they got that Sin Splitter Bond, it made them much stronger. So I'm not too sure, honestly, as of now. It's just kind of the obvious answers. Dude, a I mean, a couple, like, Sin Splitter helped a lot in 1v1, Dune Slash and Collapse are both really nice in large scale. Like, actually mm -hmm. makes the class go from feeling like, hmm, doesn't feel like we can do that much to like, oh, shit, we have a lot of pressure now. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, against everyone's advice, I've been taking my Awaken Hash to Node War every time we war, instead of Suck. I actually enjoy it, even though it's very hard. How, how? I mean, you're still playing it, right? Awakening yeah, Hash. Yeah, that's my other tag. So Kuno Hash. How's your How's your practice going on there right now? Because I know you were going super hard at it for a little bit. Um, good. I feel pretty good on it. I mean, not not saying I'm good, but I feel comfortable on it. Like I, I feel like I could defend my spot. You know, if someone comes up. If I had to duel on my Kuno or my Nin or my Hash, I'd feel about the same or less. Hmm. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's it's not so bad. I I. Forced, I mean, I spent a lot of time hanging out with uh, Kyrim, not to name drop, you know, but <laughs> just, you know, he's in the business of uh, being really good. And I was like, dude, I got to hang around this guy. He's super good. Dude, you know what? I also, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Kyrim fanboy, So just a heads up, but that he's also like super positive. Yeah. About a lot yeah. of stuff, which I really like. I, I don't know. A lot of people are so negative on, on their class and balance and stuff all the time. It's actually like nice to hear someone just dwelling on the good things versus the bad. I mean, well, I mean, what can you expect? You know, coming from three years of Musa play, he kind of just well, forced himself to be. Otherwise, he'd go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel pretty good at it. It's all right. It's not too bad. I mean, I wouldn't beat the Armands of the world with it, but okay, dude. you know, I could beat the non-Armands of the world. Okay, dude. I actually would have felt, now this is going to sound cocky, but I would have felt like I had a legitimate chance. Not saying I'd be favored. I'd be underdog in all my matches. But if I went in the hash tournament on Awakening, I actually would feel fairly confident that if I didn't poop the bed because of nerves, that I could potentially win most of the matches. Hmm. Um, Which sounds really cocky and probably should not have come out of my mouth, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, I actually had some questions about that, but I'll just hold off till we actually go over the tournament stuff later. All right. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about on Sage Res? Um, no, I think that's uh, I think that's it. There's only there's only a little bit of uh, on on Global Labs. They made a couple changes to. 
um, Sage. There's shift RMB skill that has the lateral attacks. Um, do full damage on the sides. The forward attack does not. It does damage like per tick as it travels. Um, they're changing that on Global Labs to just do full damage. So if you do that version of the skill, that'll be kind of a nice change. And then uh, a I bunch of bug fixes. I actually did have something I wanted to ask you guys about. All right. How do you feel about the Arcanon slowing? Huh? Like every single skill that the Arcanon is used, it slows. Every time the Arcanon hits you, it's slowing you. Hmm. Um. You know, is it the Ar Is it only the Arcanon skills? Yes. I don't mind it that much, only because it lasts for three seconds. I think it's three seconds. Yeah. The slow is three seconds. Like, if all slows were three seconds, I wouldn't really mind slows that much. Mm, um, how uh, how high of a slow is it? I'm actually... I believe it's 25%. I think. Yeah, that sounds around correct to me. Yeah, I think it's 25%. <clears throat> but when I'm fighting a Sage, I haven't really noticed the slows. Because I don't think you're just getting hit by Arcanon, like, randomly. Well, as long as they're not, like, hard stacking it with add-ons, you know, at that point, it'll start reaching 50% constant use. Uh, I think it'll be fine. Um, personally, I just, I mean, I feel like most people can agree that slow stacking in this game, especially off of add-ons, just shouldn't exist, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's something we talk about uh, almost every week on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, at the end of the day, though, honestly, like, the slows don't even need to be there on that class. I mean, the fact that they're three seconds also means like it's probably unlikely you're going to be able to capitalize on something and it's more of just annoying with other slows so it just shouldn't be there in general like, yeah really? i honestly think like the uh only class that really just needs to slow or should have one is just shy that's really it i i just miss the old days oh, I, of like I kinda... yeah go ahead i was gonna say i kind of feel like every class should have like at least one slow but on a fairly long cooldown. Like, I, I personally feel like Devastation is a pretty good example, although its slow is maybe a bit too harsh, because when that thing hits you, oh! <laughs> but, like, it's a, it, it, has a, it has a good wind-up animation to it, so you can see it coming. You know, If you know the animation, you know to stay away while the Zerker's doing it. It can't, like, be moved or anything. He's, he's rooted in place while he's doing it. And it's also got a decent cooldown slapped onto it, right? So I, I feel like... What is in a lot cooldown? of ways, huh? What is its cooldown? In Awakening, I can't tell you because I'm not in Awakening right now. But I can uh, tell you that about the twelve seconds, I believe. The Succession one is fifteen, and I believe the Awakening one is fairly close to that. It's very close to that, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think in a lot of ways, like Devastation, although is maybe because that slow again is just fucking brutal maybe it's a little bit too strong but i feel like that long cooldown that big animation that you can see coming and if you're quick enough you can react to it you can try to react to it you know i i think every class should probably have like one of those types of skills like one good slow that on a fairly stack long with cooldown with each other you mean well i mean yeah Okay. That's a I different think, um, thing. In, that's a different thing entirely, right? Well, we all agree. I don't think every class needs. Uh, I don't know what every class should just have that by default. It seems like weird. Why? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, what's the reason every class should just have that? Also, on I mean, top of that, real quick, the problem with uh, Deva 
isn't even like you know regardless of devo it's that earth dividing carries the same slow on it and right. earth dividing's real quick like earth it's dividing... real quick yeah yeah Can you the cast them dividing... separately yeah that's yeah a... that's a change they made a while back okay so yeah no um earth dividing is incredibly powerful the damage it does is really high. The animation is very short. It slows just like Deva does, as Armin pointed out. And arguably the most important thing about Earth Dividing is you can quick cast Seismic Blast Yo. after uh, Earth Dividing. So, yeah, Earth Dividing is very, very powerful. Extremely powerful. Um, as to, like... I'm not saying every class needs a devastation. What I'm saying is that I think every class should have at least like one slow. Now, how strong or weak that slow should be, but like why? depends. But like, what's the, because like, what does a ninja need like a devastation type slow, even if it's not devastation? Like, for what? Because wouldn't you like to have a slow whenever you're like fighting <laughs> well, a, like yeah. a sword or and something? Yeah, and on Kuno, I'd that... like to have Voltaic Frigid, but it doesn't mean I need it on my Kuno. Like, yep. I, I don't. I think I think it's fine that the classes are all different. I like. I miss the days where it was like Mystic had a slow, and even though everyone hated it, it had a 23 second cooldown, and it was unprotected on cast. Even when Mystic was at its peak, it was unprotected to cast the the Dragon Rip slow. Um, or sorry, Dragon's Pit. And then like Wave Orb still like Wave Orb slow kind of sucked, but mostly was used for combo damage and also was like a 13 second cooldown. Like the slows that are really irritating to me, and like I know Warrior struggles in large scale stuff, but man, instant cast grave digging on a cooldown that's shorter than the slow duration is insane to me. Dude, that's a funny part. You know, I I and you know I agree super hard on the mystic stuff, but dude, instant cast grave digging is nuts. Um, <laughs> you don't, you don't like the CD. mystic slow? Uh, no, no, I agree that I oh, think you agree. mystic needs a slow. Like, it's exactly like the hence of like okay, like you know, funny enough as well because Kuno actually does slow stack. Um, but uh, most classes that need a slow are the kind of classes that can't deal with really fast paced play, mm -hmm. right? Uh, like if I didn't get slowed in certain matchups as a ninja i can just run over certain opponents like right. i'm going to be a hundred percent real with you um if i'm fighting a warrior for example like uh, legitimately uh, ninja against warrior it's a big matter of slows i do think grave digging is too much but like we'll say i eat a ground smash slow just eating that that puts him in play a lot more so he kind of needs ground smash but like grave digging is over the top uh, Zerker's devastations over the top. I think just give class if you want to give classes uh, every class a slow. Put it on classes that actually really need it, uh, and on top of that, keep it at like a bare minimum of like hey, uh, thirty percent maximum. And that's you know if you if you're worried about someone slow stacking on top of that, take away add on potential from that ability. You're right. Like, so you don't you hate know. the Kuno slow, dude. All right. No, I think I actually 20%. think Awakening Kuno. I think Awakening Kuno needs it. Well, the Awakening Kuno one's really hard to land because, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you gotta get hit by that slow dance, and it's a 15 second cooldown. I don't know, like that, like, yeah, like I said, the Mystic one, like, it changes. It can make uh, your fight not feel as bad on a Mystic against really fast class. Um, Warrior's already pretty fast. Uh, so like, the thing is, is like, all right, so Ninja matchup is a fine example, but. 
What about when a warrior slows a guardian? Uh, so that's the thing, right? Like, uh, because it is locked to movement speed slow, I don't think it's going to be too detrimental for a guardian, in all honesty. And on top Wait. of that, like, a guardian is going to get ran over in that matchup. Well, grave digging is all three. No, that's what I'm saying. I think grave digging is too much. Okay, but ground okay. smash is ground smash is only got you, got you. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's only like fifteen percent or something. It's nothing very big. I think that's a fine example of like what uh, Reslar is aiming for. Um, you know, with a class kind of slow. I think that's like a very good example. Oh, okay, I I agree. Uh, I don't think every class should have slow though. Uh, it's a scary proposition. It's, uh, yeah. Um. All right. So, anything else with Sage? Their slow should be removed. We all agree. Cool. Slow stacking should be removed. How about that? Uh. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, I agree with the like the percentage is high. I too like I, I don't know anything over 30 I mean even 30 30 is just too high like if with an add-on the highest you could get was 22 percent and this sounds arbitrary but since most of the slows from add-ons are seven percent um if it was like 15 percent slows we're on everything that has a slow and then the add-ons bring it up to 22 like wouldn't be the worst thing but going all the way up to 37 sounds just absolutely crazy should they, let me ask this then, should they just remove slow as an option from add-ons? I would love that, yeah, but that wouldn't really solve the issue, but yeah, that would help. I mean, it wouldn't solve the issue of slows being too powerful, but mm -hmm. I think if you if you really want to tackle the slow stacking problem, That's a nice if start. you really don't want to remove slow stacking for whatever strange reason, um, perhaps what you could do instead is take all slows down a peg and then remove slows from add-ons. So now your hardest, your absolute hardest slow is like maybe 25%. And that's for like guardian, right? That's like guardian passive. And then right. there's no add-ons. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I mean, yeah, that would be awesome. Actually like 20% cap and then no add-ons would be amazing. And I, I don't think, Classes are like so heavily reliant on add-on that they need the add-on slows. Um, I mean, and just replace them with more interesting add-ons, which I, I think there's other things they can do in add-ons that would be interesting that wouldn't be irritating. I don't know. Add another couple bleeds that are different types so they could stack. I mean, I don't know. Do people hate bleed stacking? I don't think so. That way the shy uh, tournaments wouldn't uh, be so awful to watch, you know? I think people uh, used to hate bleed stacking. It, but... it was very bad. Um, well, it was very bad prior. Like You're talking I, suck, I, like I, suck ninja slow stack. Or, yeah, but that was like... Yeah. That was because you had three different bleed add-ons before the rework, and those the normal ninja ones lasted 18 seconds, and they also had three, so it was like six. Yeah, we basically would get six dots on you at once. It was very bad. <laughs> but I it think we're the cool. only class I can do that. I think we're the only class I can do that. Actually, I don't think any other class does that really. Yeah. So it's just more specific to us. In which case, you know, you just take it away from us. I always thought that was kind of a fun thing, though, on Ninja. That was a cool part of the e buff. Like, I wish e more e buffs were interesting like that instead of just a stat boost. 
Or because that it's, that's uh, a cool. I mean, like honestly, that's a cool mechanic. In my opinion, that's a cool mechanic. That it's like, hey, all these different types of bleeds you normally add are now applied to all of your skills for this period of time. I think it's kind of more interesting than, hey, you get twenty AP, twenty percent attack speed, twenty percent accuracy. You know, I don't. Know. I, I agree that it's cool, but I do think it is strong. If you get what I'm saying, like it is definitely over the top. Do you think it's still over the top? Um, I think there's ways. My ebuff dots. My ebuff dots. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely weaker than before, technically, but it yeah, it's strong, man. Like I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's strong. But ebuff's supposed to be strong. That's alright. It could be strong. I don't know. I, I, I think just my think... favorite. Yeah. I was gonna say I think my favorite thing about ninja ebuff is when I'm dueling someone. And they pop it in the middle of a fight, not thinking about it, and so I now have an excuse to cube off them out of existence. <laughs> uh, Are you fight people that ebuff you, BA? Uh, occasionally, ninjas do it because they're not thinking and they're just wanting the health back, not thinking about the fact so, that it's their so ebuff. It awakening ebuffs. He's talking about awakening. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. seen a I know a couple people who will do it. I've seen a suck ninja ebuff on me before in BA. Oh boy. I don't know. Okay. Who it was. And so oh, every. Alrighty. I always say, I, I won't Q-buff you as long as you don't whatever buff me. And ninjas are always the ones to do it. They use it in the middle of the fight to get some HP back. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> gate's open then. Dude, their e-buff, Awaken Ninja e-buff is crazy. You think it's, so? It's I, so good, I, dude. I mean, it gives them Awakening a protected is... CC and heals you. It, it's a lifesaver. I, it, it's actually worse than uh, Succession. You think so? Well, wait. Uh, for sure. I mean, you instant heal. I mean, it's worse as far as like overall damage output. Yeah, no, it's it's a super good utility, but I think that's the only strength of it. I actually think the damage on it is super weak compared to. Don't you still uh, get accuracy? I think you still get accuracy. Uh, I can check. That's the fat Awakening. thing. That's what was letting me still um, kill Biohack at Ronaros. No offense, Biohack. Uh, it's plus fifteen percent and twenty AP. Right, but the succession one is um, twenty percent, twenty AP, and plus fifteen ignores on top of the dot. So it just has that extra factor, which I personally like. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say uh, I thought we were gonna leave the ninja stuff till after the. We well, still we got, we still got a lot we, to we go through, be, man. We can, you know, we're just naturally flowing into these random topics that come up. You know, it just happens. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. So you guys fine. aren't rigid, okay? No, we're not super rigid, dude. We're it's a conversation. It's a free flowing conversation. Um. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's talk. You guys want to talk about the tournament? Or no, no, no. Let's talk about these two. Let me let me leave this spot so I don't die. Yeah, two small topics and then second big topic. It shouldn't be too long. Yeah. Um, Sage, we'll keep reevaluating Sage as it gets its changes over the next month. But just look at day one Sage and then look at uh today's suck Sage and you know, rest assured it's probably gonna be insane when it's all said and done. Um, I mean look yeah. at look at day one awaken nova versus awaken nova today yeah like even that like i know awaken nova isn't insane or anything but like it's kind of nutty i know a lot a lot of people were kind of upset with awaken nova whenever it came out a lot of people thought it was cool but a lot of people were also upset yeah 
Um, all right. So first thing first, uh, the new no Nuver outfit is on Global Labs. I still think it looks really, really cool. That cape is kind of cool with the Nuver teeth dangling on the back. Um, the helmet looks all right. But so when they originally teased this outfit and said that it would be dropping from Nuver, I think everyone just took that at face value. It's like, all right, well, Nuver's going to drop it and you'll probably have to do some stupid quest and then uh, done and done. But they made it so you have to get a bunch of different items and they're really, really, really freaking expensive. So to finish the whole thing, see if uh, math serves here. You have to get it to level 20. Uh, you enhance it with these materials. There's like three different materials you have to get. Um, you have to enhance the material to like level 20. It costs 100 of each blackstone to get each piece to level 20. And then, so I guess, what, 2,000 blackstones. And then on top of that, you need this item that costs 500,000 silver and you need 30 of them for each piece. 30 for the helmet, 30 for the armor. So in total, it costs 30 bill to make this item plus 2,000 blackstones. 30 bill? 30 billion silver to make this item um and yeah Rizzler, how much how many pens do you have uh zero Damn. yeah you need 30 of the cantirnia whatever it's pronounced crystal and they're 500 mil each uh from the francia store in odraxia are you yeah, sure I'm, uh, it's 30 bill? I'm, I'm looking right at this. It, in the patch, it says, for pen hibernation, uh, Nuvalicant helm, you need 30 Cantarnia crystals and three condensed Nuver energy for the helmet, 30 for the armor as well, and three condensed Nuver energy for the armor. And to get the crystals, they can be purchased for 500 million silver coins at the Francia store in Odraxia. So 15 bill per piece to complete the entire costume. Dang, dude, the <laughs> RPers are not going to be getting this. The RPers are not getting this. <laughs> no, no, they are not. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I almost feel like if I, if I had an alt at Nuver and I got all the pieces, like I'd probably still make the armor as stupid as that is because I think it's cool, but... I would not make that helmet and I would be really unhappy while I'm making the armor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be unhappily making the armor. Um, I don't know. Um, and then there's, they have the female image in there as well. Um, some people don't is like there it. A does, boob it, it, does not, it doesn't have the boob window, which is the community's torn on that. You know, like for me, I'm glad it doesn't. I think it looks really cool, but some people want that. So I don't know. Maybe it needs to have an option. But I don't know. Your thoughts on the Nuver outfit, Armin? <laughs> Would you spend 30 bill or 15 bill to make either of these pieces? If it gives Ninja a boob window, I'll do it. You want Ninja to have a boob window? Yeah, what's wrong with that, man? Come on. Dude, I hate that the female one, <laughs> they have heels. It drives me nuts. The female one is heels. Why? <laughs> yeah, I did. Some of the costumes are just, um, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, what do you expect? You know, it's, they gotta, they gotta milk it. You know, they got to milk it, you know, frankly. So I don't blame them. Uh, I'm probably definitely not going to spend it. I mean, that's probably half. I mean, what? How many How many pens have I got? You know, that's like worth three pens. I could get full <laughs> pen armors for that, dude. I can't. I can't. 
There's no way. <laughs> you should get also Armin. Just so you know it. that I'm. Just so you know, I'm not a total gearlet. I don't have any pens because I'm a black star boy. That is a total oh, okay, gearlet. okay. That's just another route of being a gearlet. Yeah, you know, getting getting not, a black star short sword at Ted is kind of like saying, "Hey, I'm new to this game. Help me." Not like the most absolute of absolute gearlets, though. He's higher I'm than Tet Boss armor, but he's got Tet Black Star armor, which is basically like having nothing. I have Tet Black yeah. Star everything other than boots. That's the only one I, I've left. Do you PvP? Yeah. No. Oh, you do? No, no. <laughs> that's, pr that's pretty much exclusively what I do, actually. Imagine building a, a limited PvE armor set for your exclusive PvP activities. Yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's Reslar for you. Thinking outside the box. Well, it, the good thing, there is a silver lining to Reslar's decisions. He could sell his Black Star armor and actually get pen armors. Because they are still worth a lot. Depends. Not I enough, mean, though. Not enough one, for me to sell. The one nice thing about Black Star armors, I will say, is that, I mean, they're technically full DR. So it's like a Urgons, and pen Urgons are... Whew! There's so much in cost right now that, you know, if you're just trying to do PvP or PvE and get gear, I actually don't think it's a terrible idea. So, yeah, yeah, I'm about to finish my uh, second obsidian piece. I'm getting fairly close. Oh yeah, how is the Kafras for it, by the way? The Kafras? That's what he means. Are you talking about making the obsidian pieces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit of a pain, but not too bad with the Marnie stones that they came out with. Uh, plus, if you're doing the dailies, the Elvia dailies. It's really not that bad of a grind, in all honesty. The main thing, as a lot of people have pointed out, is just that because the mats sell for so much, you're theoretically missing out on so much money, right? Because mm. I feel I forget what the calculations came out to, but do you remember, Frosty, how much the obsidian piece came out to? Like, if you were to sell all of the mats instead of making the obsidian uh, piece? I can't remember. It's a lot. It's like, isn't it it's like... like Four bill uh, per item or something. Yeah, like that. I, I was gonna say I think it's like somewhere around like five billion silver or something. Um, hmm. so per per obsidian piece. So so you're essentially paying, throwing away. You're getting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, wait. So after you put all the obsidian pieces in or whatever, you're basically getting like the same stats as like a C4 pen, aren't you? C6. If it's max level, it's equal to C6. C6. Okay, so yeah. technically, I mean, you're basically paying for the price of a pen armor with C6 Kafras at the uh, at the same price as like a base pen armor, aren't you? More or less, yeah. Oh, that's not that bad. It's not the worst, except that you're hard capped and you don't get anything back for the obsidian pieces. Like, there's no way to turn it back into silver, as far as I know. Oh, ew. So, like, uh, what, if Reslar does decide, all right, it's time to start upgrading, like, he can sell the Black Star armors, that's fine, and he can pull out the obsidian pieces, but then what do you do with those? Do they have any other use? Dang. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's. Never mind. I probably wouldn't go with that. Yeah, it just yeah. feels like a ton of work to end up at a place where you're stuck and have to go do all the work for armors anyway. Yeah. Like. That's why I don't really like it. I, I thought it never made sense. Like, in general, like, I, I wish... Like, I almost, I thought that the Obsidian stuff was going to be, like, this really expensive path, kind of like Kaffir Stones, to get a Pen Black Star. And then it would have made some sense. Because Pen Black Stars eventually... 
I assume you'll be able to turn to Fallen God. But they're yeah. just a hard dead end that don't take you anywhere. Wait, hold up. If you enhance... Now, you know, technically, if you're doing this, you're not very smart. But if you're enhancing yeah, a Tet Black the answer is pen, yes. you still keep the obsidian pieces? Uh, yeah. So they like... Well, I mean, if they go pen, the obsidian pieces don't do anything. Yeah, they don't do anything. Oh. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I... I... See, I have a theory about this, though, and I don't know if I've actually talked about it on the podcast before. I don't recall if I have or not, but I think that they're actually going to come out with pin obsidian functionality in later Hadoom zones. So I think that what they're probably going to do is when uh, Hadoom Kalfion comes out, they're going to come out with obsidian for the weapons. So you're going to be able to put obsidian onto your weapons, just like you do your armor right now. And then the next zone, they'll allow you to do uh, pin like obsidian, essentially, uh, for armor. And then after that, it'll be weapon obsidian for pin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot of hopes and dreams. Let me give uh, Armin, yep. our guest, a nice analogy. At the beginning, right before we started recording, he said that he came from billiards um, with his friends. I, I want you to imagine you're in the, you're in the pool hall, right? Yeah, and you're there with your three friends, and you guys have money. You brought money. You're gonna bet money. Like today's gonna be a big day. You're gonna bet money. You've uh -huh. been waiting the whole week for this. And and Reslar shows up. He's like, guys, I have a sick idea. Check this out. And he he puts the little triangle thing down. I forget the name of it. Fills the yeah. whole thing with eight balls. Lifts it up and goes, all right. If you hit an eight ball in, you lose. Good luck. And there's only eight balls. That's the Black Star armor. It just takes you into a big fat L. For no reason. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Reznar, stop doing this to yourself. Cancel the path uh, and get some real armors. <laughs> My God. Have you turned any of those things into obsidian whatever already? Yeah, I have. Like I said, I have one piece and I'm about Submit to get a my ticket. second one done. Submit a ticket. Submit a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> He's serious about this, man. He's serious about this. Queue up. So I, get in the I line for tickets. Have... I actually have looked because I was curious a while back to see what I could buy if I was to sell all my Black Star gear, and it wasn't enough to warrant me doing it. So I was like, "Yeah, no thanks." Because you don't have enough to like transfer one to one, you're saying? Uh, pretty close to that. Yeah. I mean, you just grind so up a couple bill and you replace each piece, and you're done. I might do it once I have a pretty good surplus of Kafiris, actually. That's been something that I've been considering recently, is perhaps once I get a good surplus of Kafiris where I can instantly, I can buy a couple pens and instantly Kafiris them up to a decent amount, yeah. I might do that. Aaron's saying, I never thought I would see someone throwing in BDO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you haven't seen someone go a Coom before. Yeah, Coom's, yeah. Dude, here's the Dude. thing though. You want Reslar is not alone. I I don't mean I'm not gonna name names here, but two Verula and Leaf oh, also yeah. are in Teplax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Leaf for sure runs them. I know. Dude, he has like three pieces, man. Oh He's my god. He's got three god. pieces. Three pieces. What a plub. These I, poor they're... souls, dude. I'm both, uh, I mean, they're all Tet. They're all Tet, right? So. Well, watch two Verula and uh, like just prove everyone wrong and win the whole kuno tournament with his full black star armor dude that'd be dude i'm rooting, i think i bet on him so i'm rooting for him in two ways now yeah 
Oh, who'd you bet on, Frosty? Uh, for the Kunos. Well, well let's get to that. Yeah. Okay, oh, right, let's get to that. Well, let, well let's flame tower mechanic. Yeah, let's flame talk tower. about this weird flame tower. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So the flame tower is given a new function, where after four normal attacks, you can press the F key to fill a gauge and use the focused flame emission skill, where it's like it just holds the fire out for like a while until the little charge thing runs out. Um, it consumes more fuel uh, when you do this, and uh, that's about it. It doesn't say if it has a CC associated with it, but now the flame tower has a, a big old skill cap. <laughs> so you don't have to feel bad going in there. Um, thoughts on this new mechanic? So I had a thought whenever I saw this change. Why aren't flame towers just automatic? Hey, dude, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. they actually addressed that. Remember, they, they, uh, I can't remember if it was, um, was it an interview recently or a dev note? But they said that the, maybe it was during the node war change. Uh, that's what it was. During the node war change, they said that they know a lot of people have requested the flame tower to be automatic and that they've considered it and they've even developed it, but that they've held off on releasing it because there are people in guilds that feel like they don't have a role if they don't um, have enough gear, they feel like they're not good at their class or whatever. And it it is for those people that they want them to have a place to feel like they're participating or contributing. Now, I don't agree with them holding off on that because I don't think anyone actually enjoys being in the flame tower. Yeah, but no. if you're trying to be in a high-end guild and you don't want to get kicked, some people do go to the flame tower just to be like, well, I don't want to get kicked, but I don't also don't want to go to Node War, so I'll go in the flame tower and watch Netflix. Dude, as as a famous player, uh, Brax once said, hey, I like playing Bloonstower Defense while I'm in there. So, there you go. Uh, I mean... Dude, the way I look at it is I can understand that perspective, that POV, uh, and I don't want to just say, hey, well, get better at your class, forehead, or, you know, get more gear. But, you know, realistically, like, it's actually more competitive for a lot of guilds if they're able to pull two more people out of a flame tower. As little as it sounds, you know, two more people with 650 gear score plus or whatever is going to be more uh, if they, you know, manpower. And if they wanted to change it, I think the best way to do it, if they really were worried about that, is just make it so that when siege happens, for the, you know, siege, you know, castles going on, yeah. make it so there is automatic flame tires for siege. Uh, I think that's the best way to go about it. I I actually was kind of feeling the same way, but from the opposite direction. My thought process was, dude, with T1 node wars now, like, who mm -hmm. is feeling like they can't compete? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and there's still cannon team. There's still like other stuff you can do. I, I don't know, man. Like there's a bunch of bottom fraggers in every guild that still contribute meaningful things to the guild. Like them, their body being there, whatever skill they use, their CCs that don't show up on the scoreboard, like all sorts of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I agree, the flame tower should be automatic. The only thing is, I just don't trust their AI necessarily, so I could imagine, like, I'm picturing Pax, we're sitting there on defense, and he's like, why the fuck are these automatic flame towers not hitting anything? <laughs> <laughs> like, cover me, damn it! Yeah. You know? Well, they would have to they would have to put a little bit of effort into the AI to make sure that it, it doesn't have any weird targeting things that would make it easily abused. Um, so that you couldn't have like one person like aggro it per se, 
right? Away well, from the 10 other people that are demolishing the supply depot that's two feet away from it. You know what I'm saying? Don't flame towers like already just shoot in a 360 It zone? basically like, is, yeah. I mean, it's I, like I, a I big started, front like, cone and a small back it's, cone. It's kind of, it's, it's, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. It's like void, it's like old void gateways where it like kind of shoots out behind them, but not as far as it does in front of them is what I've experienced. Yeah, I swear to God, no matter what side I stand on that thing, I'm going to get CC'd. So yeah. I honestly think that they can't mess it up. But also, <laughs> also like, I feel like, like, I, I almost want to say that they should like take that away. Like, why why does this thing like show that it shoots in a cone? But if I'm standing directly behind it, like clearly out of the way of the cone, it still gets me. Well, there's you know a little bit saying? of fire that shoots out of the back, actually. I I play with skill effects yeah, on, so know. I actually see the flame coming out of the back. But it's just a smaller flame, dude. But the thing is, is like I, the other thing too with the whole. These people need a, a something to do during the war. If they're on defense and they're and you still have to refill the fuel and like help with the rebuilds and stuff, like there still is stuff to do. It's not like uh, we got nothing to do. Like they could still help repair the fort. They can still help with rebuilds. They can still refill fuel. If there's if no one's attacking you and you're full offense, then they can just go. I don't know, just go suicide in or help or whatever. Scout. Like there's so many. I feel like there's always something you can do. Um, sitting in the turret. I mean, there's a reason why people are playing bubble defense in the turret. It's not actually something to do. It sucks. And I see so many times, you can tell when your flame tower is watching Netflix and they're literally shooting with either no enemies around or they're just shooting the complete wrong direction. You're like, you're, you need to get off of Netflix right now or leave the war. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get the whole like inclusion angle, but I think... There's more ways than a flame tower for someone to participate. It's better at the high end because you get more bodies in the actual fight itself. I I don't know. It's it's also a little bit yeah. less stressful for like leadership because you don't have to be like, do we have enough people for defense to man the flame towers exactly. anymore? You don't have to have exceptions for people just because like oh yeah they're low geared and they're not super good at pvp but we do need a person for the flame tower so we can just let them in anyways like um i don't know all right so as far as this new mechanic i hope that it doesn't cc and people actually prefer to use this so that way maybe i can actually not get cc the cc is so irritating yes i completely one shot you (laughs) okay so damn then it'll suck still but Literally in Nodor yesterday, I actually had a bit of a malding moment because I went to try and do some damage to a supply depot, and it was there was kind of this gap where I could hit it from outside in between the barricade and the gate, and so I was hitting it, and then the flame tower turned around and was just barely able to reach me, so it 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 got me, and I was like, oh shit, it can actually hit me from there. Oh well, and then right when I turned my camera to like walk away, a horse charges me from the other direction, and I am now caught in between a charging doom horse and a flame tower, just juggling me back and forth <laughs> in between a gate and a barricade. Jeez. And I lit- I literally yelled, "PA, this is not fun." <laughs> just giant sleep, dude. Um. <laughs> Uh, alright, let's move on from the flame tower. I don't know. I guess the defensive structures should be more interesting. I just, I don't know. This is not it to me, but we'll see. They did add a couple, what is this? Um, 
I'm excited for the changes to the ballista. When are those coming? I don't know. They added you know, a guild... everyone's favorite siege weapon, the ballista. We have ballistas already. I know. That's no what I'm saying, them. dude. Oh, are dude. you talking about hawatches? No, no. He's talking no, about the stupid movable dude. ballista that no <laughs> one uses. There's a ballista. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, they added a guild skill called Command Gesture, which reduces the construction time of attached buildings before node war and siege by 20% at max level. So I guess building your base before war is now going to be a lot faster and easier. That's good, honestly. Yeah, I guess. I, I've always been very confused as to why... I get it during war, but why can I not just instantly place things and they instantly be built before the war starts? I've always been very confused by that as someone who's built a lot. Yeah, all right. I'm sorry, but right before we get to the tournament thing, I, I do want to run through this policy change thing for Node War Siege, the um, enhancing of grind spots. I'm going to try to TLDR this. I might be wrong. I apologize ahead of time, but this is how I understand it. If you win a territory, you'll have these controls. These controls let you, you'll get points. So when you win a territory in Siege, you get points and silver for your guild. The points you can use to buff specific grind spots or areas um i don't know if it's just the individual spots or the entire region but um you can buff them with these points and then the rest of the server can vote on who they think is using their points the best and the top three um get let me see what was it um uh, how did the voting work i think the bottom two like fourth and fifth place in the votes make less silver yeah so first, second, and third earn more guild funds um, for ranking high, and fourth and fifth earn less guild funds. So you want to do the points in a way that the server is going to be happy with. And the, what the points do is, for example, if you put your points into Aukman and level it up to level one, uh, it'll increase the probability that items will drop from killing Aukman mobs by 1%. And I guess that's basically every level is 1%. There are other examples. History at level eight will increase the drop rate by 8%. Um, you can do this for... It shows like all the Balanos regions, Prati Caves, Sacrea, Sacrea Upper, Alterimps, even the Elvia spots, Calpheon, all, all the major grind spots are in there. Um, and for a certain period of time, by consuming policy points, lords and cast lords can implement policies with additional effects. One of the effects is um, you can increase the uh, chance of Zarka Nightmare, ooh, like the upgraded bosses to spawn. And then... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a vote like two hours after war. So I, I guess this is getting like the entire community <clears throat> a look to care more about who's winning siege, I guess, I think is the point. And they have a bunch of other buffs, not just drop buffs. You can increase contribution EXP earned for quests. You can increase combat EXP when defeating monsters, um, skill experience, uh, life experience, um, horse experience increases. Like there's a bunch of different options. So, um, yeah. This is a thing that's coming, I guess, when we get the node war changes. You guys have any thoughts on that? I know I kind of threw this in your lap. Um, anything about this that is exciting or not exciting? I I just hold W and die in node war. That's all I do. So to me, I'm just like whatever, whatever happens, uh, I'll just go with it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you you pop target chase first, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Res? Yeah, I don't know. It's they keep trying to like make these like add these things to make 
like Siege interesting. Um, I don't know. It's it's fine. I'm not like super hyped about it, but sure, I guess. Uh, kind of whatever. I wonder if people are going to be upset by the voting results. Like probably. I mean, are are people actually going to be voting for the people who are distributing their points in a way they like, or are they just going to be voting for guilds they like and guilds they hate and not voting for guilds they hate? Well, I I mean, both. Yeah, I don't know. I'll take drop rate buffs and life skill buffs and all that stuff. It's kind of cool. And I think three of... I'm pretty sure... I don't know. Maybe only one guild will actually be able to distribute like only their points matter. I'm not too sure. Not sure how the voting works, but I do like the idea of if you're voted up, you get a little bit more silver, though. That's kind of cool, especially for like Balanos and Serendia guilds that might not be making that much. If you get a little boost because you got voted up, it's kind of nice. Uh, I do think this is going to incentivize a lot of guilds. I mean, Snake has already done it, but to bring on content creators into their guild, uh, which to me hmm. is a little scary. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We'll have to see how that will be worked around. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. Um, yeah, you're gonna hear a lot of uh, a lot of fake uniforms stole the shy competition over again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh! All right, moving on to happier things, dude. Uh, tournament. Um. Woo! Ooh, how should we do this? Do we want to go over the brackets? Do we want to go over... Let's talk about our overall experience so far. Um, so this weekend, the three of us were lucky enough to participate in casting and broadcasting the, the tournament, which I think yep. was not originally planned. I think there were, they were literally not going to show us these matches originally at all. Um, I think the official casting wasn't going to happen until the round of eight. Um, so they let us participate in that and actually show the matches, which was really awesome because a lot of people have a lot of friends that they want to watch participate or just people that they've heard of or know or they're fans of or whatever. Um, so it's really cool to be able to watch your favorite players participate. I love, I know I'm always told like it's such a small part of the community who cares, but I love watching these tournaments. I think it's so much fun. Um, and the the mirror match idea of it also is really interesting because none of the previous tournaments have been like that i mean you you occasionally get mirror matches but the whole thing being mirror matches is kind of an interesting dynamic too um so your thoughts on the weekend and the tournament so far armin uh i had so much fun casting it uh without a doubt probably one of the best experiences i've had in the game hands down uh this and the charity tournament so so and far, what, a lot of fun. Hmm? What matches did you cast? Which classes did you get? Uh, so I got to cast on the first day uh, Warrior, which without a doubt was one of the most hyped up ones. Uh, Valkyrie, uh, Dranger, Musa, and then Ninja at the end with Norelio. Uh, but we weren't like co-casting. We did like our separate thing. Uh, and then um, after that, on the second day, I only casted DK, but I was still also super hyped for that one as well. Um, those are the ones I casted. And without a doubt, almost all of them were super enjoyable to watch. Even some of the ones that people were thinking like, hey, this might be boring, like Valkyrie, was very entertaining. I think the only 
one that I got that it was only three matches one, which didn't help. There was a DQ, so there was only two matches to be played as well. That was like the main downside of it. Uh, Ranger was overall like not the most hype or interesting intense thing because the rounds were like 10 seconds long. Yeah. I think it'll get better as it goes on um, for sure, uh, especially with a lot of the names that are going to be coming into here. But uh, overall, super good experience casting the whole tourney. And, um, and so, I, quick question. If people wanted to watch those fights, could they find those over at twitch.tv slash armintf? Yeah. Uh, so I have the VOD for uh, the first day highlighted, and I still have to highlight the second day, but that should be highlighted probably by the end of today. But yeah, they can just go to my Twitch channel. They can find those. Um, I think the matches themselves going on, going or sorry, going forward should be really good. Um, I think a big thing that you were saying for Aussie was like, oh, it's kind of a niche community that are interested in this and all that, but... Dude, I, I we were gaining a ton of support. Yeah. A ton of support on the streams. I think actively between me, you, um, uh, sorry. Um, Norelio. Vert, Norelio, Vert, Vert Hexella. Norelio, Hex, yeah. yeah. Between us five, at one time, that we were probably getting uh, like a total view count of over like 5,000 people. Or yeah. very close to 5K. So uh, a ton of people were watching, and obviously they did shout us out in game, which did help boost our, our view numbers. A lot. A ton. It's actually crazy when that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually very insane. But um, I think uh, a lot of people ended up realizing that this is like super good content. I think a lot of more people are going to be getting into PvP and dueling off of this, which I'm really happy about. So uh, I think PA so far, regardless of what people want to say, are doing a really good job of running it so far. Uh, Rizzo, your experience? Dude, I had a great time. Um, and I didn't do nearly as many matches as Armin did. Uh, I basically was able to come on as Frosty's plus one. Um, because I didn't meet the requirements or whatever you want to call it, I suppose. The Twitch or YouTube requirements to apply. Be better noob. So Frosty, Frosty, say what now? I said be better noob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Working listen, we're not it. all partners here like you, Frosty, right? Yeah, cool. dude, we, we can't oh, okay. all be partners. Dude. Some of us got, some of us got hey. declined from the partner exactly, program. Exactly, man. Come on, man. Um, Maybe you shouldn't so, curse yeah, as much. Yeah, I right? was, I was around for uh, Frosty did quite a few, uh, most of which was with Vert, I believe, and then uh, Vert and basically tagged out, and then I tagged in for the final three uh, with Frosty, which was shy we started with shy <laughs> uh nova and then ending the day entirely with guardian uh which honestly was super fun um i was really nervous uh going into it because um like i was watching vert and i was watching armin and like norelio and everyone was doing like a really good job of like casting and stuff and, like, I've casted before, but usually I don't, like, really care that much about it. And then now I'm, like, kind of panicking because it's, like, an official, like, Perlibus stream. And, like, they have, like, a... It actually wasn't, like, too many rules, but they did have some, like, rules and stipulations as to, like, all right, listen, don't do this. Try not to do that. Like, this, that, and the other. I was right. I was kind of panicking a little bit, but it was really fun, honestly. If it makes you yeah. feel any better, I think you were, without a doubt... Uh, 
one of the best casters in the whole thing. I think you did a, a great job, dude. So let me play. Uh, let me play a little highlight clip, Rez, if you want to jump into the Discord stream, just for people who missed the tournament. This is one of the shy matches, and this is like I'm sitting here thinking we're just gonna be laughing the whole time, and then Rezlar was like, "No, we're gonna be dead serious, and we're gonna cast this thing." Like it's <laughs> hold the on, most. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like I gotta, gotta run to my horse real quick. <laughs> okay, like it's the most important fight of this entire tournament. Which, by the way, this was one of the better shy fights. Well, this one was a this one was pretty decent, and then the um. Because Dreadspark was, I mean, a lot of people said he was going to win. So this was a really good fight. Um, but there was a couple yeah. shies that actually died. I, right. I never thought I'd hear shy and fight in the same sentence. <laughs> I know. Alright, ready Rosa? Alright, I'm in. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still not enough to get down on Apple Twinkle. They are just <laughs> trading back and forth! The boomerang, the kick, the boomerang, the kick! Oh my god, it's like watching toddlers fight over a toy! The kick, does he have the damage? Of course he doesn't, this is Shy we're talking about! Going back in the middle of the field, throwing boomerangs at each other, who's gonna get the CC? HPs are getting low, Dreadspark back into the zone, he's gotta be careful about that. If he walks out into the zone, gets CC'd, that might actually be the end of it for him. Both of them throwing boomerangs at each other, not able to get the CC from Dreadspark. It's the one where they yuck it over their shoulder, right? Just like that. Gets the kick. Doesn't think, but it's still not <laughs> enough to. So this ended in a draw, because <laughs> uh, or not in a draw. This had to go down to the wire. Like like five of the stream or five of the shy fights went down to the like the last second. Yeah. Um, just because they can't die, so it had to go by based on their HP. But one of them was insane because it was like, what was it, forty-seven percent to forty-eight percent was the victory. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was forty-seven to forty-eight exactly. And because uh, I remember that because you said that it was forty-seven to fifty-eight, and yeah, I was like, I meant forty-seven oh, forty-eight. Right. You know what I meant. But uh, right. I was also nervous. Okay, uh, uh, PA, our, our overlords <laughs> were watching us. And there's nothing yeah. scarier than when you look in your chat and you see someone named Black Desert Game say, you're doing great, <laughs> but I see you. And I'm like, ah! Oh, dude. <laughs> it was scary, man. I'm like, I don't even know which one of the CMs or GMs you are, but I'm nervous. So ah. let's... I want to take a second to talk about the shy fights because if anybody doesn't know, uh, I, I feel like we should do some basic explaining here. So Shy's nine times out of ten are running DP sets whenever they are engaging in PvP. Uh, they don't do a lot of damage, and so usually they run DP meme in large scale fights to try and stay alive to keep their support capabilities up. In the EU Shy one v one bracket, according to sources, I I, don't, I haven't confirmed myself, but several people have have said this, so I believe it to be true. Not a single Shy died. Yeah. Not a Shy died in the entire EU bracket. Did so any we, die in the KR one? I don't think any did in the KR one either, right? I, I don't know about that one. I didn't hear about that one. It's possible, but yeah. Not a single one died in the EU bracket. So, we're coming into the NA bracket going, we are going to get so many draws. This is going to be absolutely miserable. And then, first, I think it was very first round, a Shy dies. And we were like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, this, they're actually going to be trying to kill each other. And they did the whole time. Uh, there was only, I think, two DP memes out of all the shies that fought. So we weren't just stuck with, like, constant draws. And, uh, you know, I just want to say uh, thank you, shies, for not making us go through that. <laughs> that having been said, once we did get to the round that had two draws, I was just like, oh, yeah. oh my God, why is this possible? 
Yeah. Please save yeah, us. That, because we had been spoiled, so we were like, oh, yeah, dude, we're not getting any draws. This is super good, super easy, and then two draws in a row. Oh, no. Imagine if the 100-day requirement wasn't a thing, and they had 64 shies in there. Yeah, well, oh. they would all be cut down from the best of ones, though. True, but... But, yeah, you know, that would be awful. That would, um, that would be but there's awful. not there's not 64 shies in North America. Um. <laughs> all right so not i want to i want to go over the i'm going to go positive stuff first and then neutral slash negative all right so are there any players um i'll go to each of you that you were like really impressed with that you didn't even expect like someone that stood out to you um that you're like oh wow like this this player was like played out of their mind and um, I do want to say ahead of time too, I give players a lot more credit than what you see in the cast because a lot of people just, they look at people playing like, ah, oh, this person's making mistakes. And it's like, dude, you don't understand the amount of nerves that a lot of these players have because yeah. there's no, oh, we yeah. don't have tournaments. We don't have tournaments. And like so many of the, the players I, I watched, like six sons in chat, he was telling me that before his match that he chugged a G Fuel and took a shot because he was so nervous and he was like deep breathing. <laughs> like, and like Bear after, like Bear PVPs all day. Like he PVPs on my stream. He, he did that, like the PVP, like he's always PVPing. And he was like, dude, I was like, my legs were shaking and I was staring at my cooldowns, which I like never do. So I didn't even see what the opponent was doing. So I got stiffed because like normally did I'm you, watching them. Did you see Danny Destroyer? Yeah, where he on leaped stream? off the thing. Oh no, 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 dude! He after after he was like legitimately like he turned his camera on. He was like practically crying. <laughs> like, dude, the man had tears in his eyes, dude. Yeah, dude, it's nerve wracking. So it is players like especially when they play well. Um, I to me it's really impressive considering that they're probably really nervous because they don't normally do this, especially not in front of like Arma was saying thousands of people. Um, so is there was there anyone that stood out to you, uh, Armin? Um, not too much. I mean, uh, I know the majority of the players uh, for a lot of classes coming into this, and mm -hmm. for the ones that I didn't, uh, Motto, my co-cast, he's really experienced with a lot of players that were in. So I had a good rundown of how people you know were, how they're going to perform overall. So uh, most of the results that happened, uh, we actually predicted correctly. Um, I do think there was times where players uh, definitely uh, performed better than expected, but they didn't necessarily end up winning. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The Musa ones, for example, I think were a great match to watch uh, compared to what a lot, like what I personally was expecting. Where I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to come into this. A lot of players are just going to be Q blocking the whole time. But no, they're actually playing super aggressive on top of each other. And um, it was interesting. But besides that, uh, positively, no. Um, if anything, I like you're talking about the nerves, you know, most people aren't in like the niche AOA community, uh, so they don't have experience playing in tournaments and stuff. And, um, I saw nerves getting to people more than anything and making them underperform. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Rezar, anyone stand out to you? So I think I can't I, I can remember some fights, but I can't remember names because I'm a brainlet. If you showed me the bracket, I could probably point out to a couple people in a couple fights. But the name the one name that I do remember 100 percent was uh, a guardian Ilvarin. 
Mm-hmm. I just remember being like, holy shit, dude, this guy is like really hard outplaying the other guardian that I'm Taco. struggling to remember the their name. Taco. Taco. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, and it's not like Taco was playing super bad, maybe a little predictable, but he did try a couple times to like switch up what he was, his, his like strategy that he was using like pretty consistently. And man, Ilvarian was just playing really, really smart. Uh, in that Guardian matchup, I was just like, "Holy shit, dude! Avarian's killing it right now." Yeah, I... did you see the um, the VSoft match? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we casted the VSoft match. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> dude, that yeah, dude, I was blown away because I mean, VSoft was not avoiding any of the grabs. Like Big Sugar Daddy was able to literally grab him at will. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is crazy," and I don't know, like. Yep. I, to me, I, I don't know. I had not seen Big Sugar Daddy before um, the cast yesterday, but for me in the past, anytime I've been in, like when they did the TwitchCon event and we run up against Snake or Black Rose or whatever, it's like when you're in a, a smaller guild or whatever, you, you get nervous. You see Snake and you're like, ah, this person has gear. Um, they probably PvP, whatever. I don't know. You get nervous, so it it's impressive to watch someone like just completely outplay someone else um in those situations. Especially from smaller guilds. Dude, like some of the mystics were really good. Um I don't know. I was blown away by uh let me get his full name so I don't say it wrong. But in the hash tournament, I thought that well, one, Chase from Digital played really, really well. Like that dude did not look phased at all. And same with Fearomatic. Like, neither of them looked nervous at all. In in a lot of the other matches, it was like, people were definitely doing things. They're like, they don't do that in BA. <laughs> like, that mistake does not ever happen in BA. But those two played so composed. I, I was, like, pretty impressed. So I, I'm super I excited actually, for the hash um, matches next next week. I didn't know any of the hash players besides CG Fool. Like, uh, I've se- I've kind of recognized some of the names, you know? Like, I've probably seen them around, but the only one I knew was TG Fool. Um, so, I I mean, I didn't even have a chance to look at the matches themselves. I just saw the score. But um, how how was the hash, like, tournament itself? Like, um, They were good. I mean, I think that it's going to be better next week. Like, TG Fool killed Red Salsa so fast. Um, no, he's got gear. Yeah, you could tell the Red Salsa didn't have enough gear. Um, but a lot of the other matches were really back and forth. The Mocha match, which I think a lot of people just assumed Mocha would walk all over, um, at least for people that don't know who Insanity is. And that went, that was really close. It was a 2-1. Um, Koyoza ended up winning 2-0, but Perry caught him a few times, and Koyoza, like, almost died. He, like, either had to V last second or was, like, just on the brink of death and then ended up getting a Mirage. It happened a couple times. Like, one of the get-up Mirages, like, so nuts. That just completely changed the outcome. Um, but yeah, there were some, there were some cool fights. Uh, I think next week though is going to be insane. Cause a lot of the players just didn't oh, yeah. fight this. Like, you know, it was like the first round and next round is going to be like all of these people that won or played really, really well against each other. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I can't wait. Next week's just going to be nuts. I think for a lot of the classes. Uh, yeah. So hash is one of the cool ones. Um, Kuno had some good matches too. There was a lot more awakened Kunos than I thought there was going to be. Uh, the ratio was like six to four awakened to suck or something like that, uh, which kind of surprised me a little bit. We'll see how Go that for Kuno? ends up. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, you know, speaking of Kuna, because we were talking about bets earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who are, who are you who are you thinking is gonna win? So I have um. Let me pull up. Let me pull up my my bet sheet here, and I can tell you everyone. Uh, me because I'm down to make some bets. Okay. All right. Oh boy. All right. Um. So I have uh under Kuno. We'll just do uh. We'll, we'll look at Kuno and Ninja. Uh, already for Ninja, I'm out, but it's fun. All right, so Kuno, Nayashi chose Key uh, and Two Minds, uh, aka Two Virulent. I chose, so we had, what we did for the for this, our betting format is a point system. So you're picking two horses, essentially. If mm-hmm. your first horse wins, your number one horse wins, you get two points. If your second pick wins, you get one point. Um, and then if neither of them win, you get nothing. And whoever has the most total points of all the classes after the whole tournament is done, um, wins. And then there's first, second place, and we're going to enhance as failures. Um, <laughs> so for Kuno, I chose uh, two Virulent uh, to win, and then Reezy is my backup. And then Reslar yeah. chose two Mines, or two Virulent, and Vib is his backup. Okay. And uh, yeah, so who, who do you have? Uh, Reezy, number one. Okay, you have Reezy number one. You have, who would be your backup? I don't need a backup. Oh god, I'm that confident. I'm I, that I, confident. I, I, I honestly feel like Armin's coming into this a week late. He should only get one choice. <laughs> right, I'm down with that. I'm because down with that. because half the contestants have been eliminated, so it makes sense that he gets that. half the choices. That's true. All right. So what about for Ninja? Uh, Ninja. Mm-hmm. Uh you know if Grass was on suck. I would say I would be super like, dude, I don't know who to bet on him or CC, right? Because right. Grass, uh, I I know originally plays Suck, and Grass also has good gear, enough that he could beat CC. So, But because he's on Awakening, I'm going to give the edge to... Uh, I'm going to give the edge to CC. Uh, he's good. Uh, I'm pretty... I, like, I know he does very good in Node Wars, and on top of that, you know, the guy's gear is insane. So I'm just going to give it to CC. Ninja. All right, that's all I have left in my in my race here. Wait, who's uh, who's Reslar have? Reslar has uh, do, 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 do. ninja ninja ninja, uh, grass beetle. That's yeah. who you have left. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, dude. I am uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. I'm so sad. Kyrie is not in the Musa one. Oh my True. god, I can't believe it. <laughs> Um, dude, all right. I'm sad so Frosty isn't in the hash one, dude. Yeah, well, I can't read, you know? <laughs> That's tough. Uh, okay. Armin, Armin, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't get Google Doc, right? You didn't have the requisite 100 days or whatever. Correct. Correct. Okay. I do not have 100. I have uh, 68 days on my ninja. So, oh, I, have well, a, I have a question. This is a question that I've been debating with my friends uh, off stream. What do you mm. think is worse, getting Google docked or not showing up to your first match because you thought it was on a different day? Oh. Which Ooh. one do you think uh, is more embarrassing? Uh, probably the Google doc. Why? Yeah, in my opinion. The Google doc. Because that just means, hey, I'm going to be real. You got IQ tested. You know, you didn't read enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's exactly but, what not showing up to your but, first matches. But, but you got to keep in mind, some people have really bad sleeping schedules. So there's... 
no, know, no, you no, have no. other right, reasons not, you might not. I'm not up. talking about I, you missed it because something actually happened, IRL. I'm talking about you were playing BDO that day, you missed it, and you're like, mm, I thought I was tomorrow. I'm talking about those people. The people uh, that were literally at the end of the day, like, wait, what? My match was today, which happened. I'm not naming any names, but that happened. I feel like dude, that's way worse than the Google Doc you, thing because the Google Doc thing, you had to read the event page the day it came out. Otherwise, you heard about the tournament from word of mouth. I and, guess, but at the same time, you got to keep in mind, like, it's another nerve thing. Even though you're not even in the tournament yet, like, you're probably so nervous that you're like, oh, dude, I got another day kind of thing. I can understand the... You know, I can understand the missing a day kind of thing. You know, there's times where, like, dude, people have forgotten, like, hey, you know, I thought I worked this day, but I actually worked this day. That's a common thing. But the the Google Doc thing was just legitimately kind of a, dude, I forgot to read. You know, okay. that's that's a, that's a little different. But the... I also feel like there's a little more leniency for because they thought that the, it was a different day, right? It's not as if they forgot that they had a fight. It's that, well, yeah, oh shit, but I, I thought it was Sunday instead of Saturday. Well, in that same vein, I thought I was signed up. I didn't know there even was a document. Also, yeah. here's the other thing. I, you know, the guy who got Google Docked and couldn't read and am now studying Harry Potter books to try to get <laughs> a little bit better at reading, I did show up for the tournament on the day of the class of the person that didn't show up on time. So... But you're high. You're basically like practically like signed up by a PA, and if you miss oh, this, your reputation with them goes down the drain. My God! Hey, I, hey, you gotta admit though, I was like super nervous. Like, dude, I gotta get in time for this stream, bro. <laughs> I, I, dude, I was like, if I oversleep, I am, I am. Not me. I woke screwed. up. I was like, if I make it, I make it, dude. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, uh, all right. I just wanted to clear that up. All right, I got to get into some of these like negative things, and I'm curious about Armin your your take on some of them. So one of the ones a lot of people want me to ask you, um, or people are just curious about in general from all of us, your thoughts on um, I don't know how to describe it because I don't know exactly what's technically happening, and there's a lot of confusion and misinformation about it. So mm -hmm. just in general, V engages your thoughts on V engages in general. Like if you're going to use V offensively, come out and grab or CC or whatever. Um, your thoughts on, on that in this tournament? Um, I think that realistically, it shouldn't be allowed. Mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, realistically, people that do it have insane advantages. You can cheese it. But at the same time, you know, me coming from uh, an experienced uh, Arena Varsha player, I guess I would say. I've played in dozens of tournaments. I had, man, I had a 2v2 tournament uh, literally like last week. Uh, and I was, you know, fighting against a ton of players in it. Yellow and Hands are two premier ones uh, that were in their bellies, another one, you know. There's um, a lot of people that will V exploit in tournaments. And the, what the exploit basically does is that. When you're coming out of E, you're instantly able to take your weapons out and instantly start casting abilities. Uh, a lot of people do it, not just in AOA as well, but in Node War. I mean, people in Siege literally do V extending plays constantly. It's literally a part of like, hey, if you're doing uh, Medaya Siege, you need to be careful of people double Ving all the way back uh, into the back underneath um, roofs and stuff. You know, like 
it's just kind of a part of the game. Now, do I think it should be allowed in the tournament? No. I think it's super cheese. I think that a statement on it would be very good. But at the same time, do I think it is at times necessary? Yes, because if you technically don't do that in the final circle and the last one minute, when you come out of V, you're just dead. Because you're going to have to take your weapons out, so you technically have no choice. The the act of the new zones in the arena kind of forces it. Um, okay. I think if you're using it in a way so that you're not trying to cheese somebody and instantly come out on top of them and grab them, I think that's fine. I think it, like I think if you're using it in a way like, hey, I'm just going to use it so that when I come out, I don't get instantly, you know, cucked by this guy because I tip, you know, I frankly have no choice. I, I I think it's understandable, but I think if you're just like, I'm just going to sit on top of him with him IV, insta grab him, and he can't do anything. I think it's pretty scummy. So a lot of people are asking, is it when you V exploit whatever? I I don't know if you feel comfortable saying even how you do it but if i you... don't i actually i'm not too like experienced with it i've okay. only found out about it like literally like a week ago when i was practicing right. in eu um so are you able to you does it skip the stun part of the animation or is it that you at the end of the stun animation you're able to immediately use your abilities uh I'm not too familiar because there's like three different like dude there's like I've heard there's like a ton of different ways to do it. That's the thing like I don't know how all of them even work. All I know is that like the one I heard of and the one I've seen people do basically what it does is you still have the exhaust animation right where you like you're like oh shaking and then you stand up eventually but all it me does is that they can't see you when you're in the animation so that they can't insta kill you right. and cheese you that's all the from the one i know but there's like so many different methods to do it yeah. it's almost like impossible to patch and the old um, the old v exploit slash bug that is not what's happening in this tournament that got patched out a while back is the one where you would v and your v ended within a like point one set like you v and then you're out of v and can use abilities and grab your opponent or whatever like instantly you know what i'm talking about like that used to happen constantly like a lot of times no, by accident i didn't play at that time okay that, so that was more of a glitch than in, like yeah i know but people knew how to do it i mean there was a lot of people that literally would do it on command like every time because you would v and then just come out and then cc your opponent because they see you going to v so they feel like all right i have a couple seconds and then come out and boom you're dead like that doesn't work anymore so this is like different than that and the way i understand it as well is like you're in the stun animation but your opponent doesn't actually see you when you're in the stun animation you're still invisible but you're able to start using your abilities right after the stun animation whereas a lot of people that are just spam clicking ends up like sheathing your weapons and you have to pull out your weapon but if you don't yeah. like spam click you can actually just use an ability <clears throat> at the end of the stun animation immediately which is like that second that you appear and it's very hard to react to i i do think you know, like, frankly, I'm going to be real. I do think it's stupid that people are complaining about it now when legitimately, I am not even kidding. You know, like, again, I'm, I've done a lot of AOA tournaments. I have seen it in tournament play constantly. Like, so many people do it. Right. And no one said anything about it before. Dude, I'm pretty sure, I, if I remember correctly, there was literally a VOD of a tournament from slightly before my time where in a 1v2 situation someone came out of v did the thing and then insta cc'd both players and won the tournament off of it like i 
a lot of people do it, but no one's really talked about it until now, which that's the main thing I also don't understand. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what, I mean, right now it's just kind of like maybe, I mean, there's probably a lot of new, there's a lot of new people in the game. There's, there's I, the I, first I think time there's the been a publicized reason. tournament. Yeah. Right? I think that's the main issue is that, um, people are now taking notice of it. And I just kind of wish it happened earlier because at this point, I almost feel like PA might not give an answer as a result of this. Yeah. So, so I have, I have a question. So should Perlibus issue a statement saying do not do this because they actually did that for zerker they actually told zerkers hey do not glitch grab which is a Mm -hmm. thing that you will see every zerker do in every fight every single day and Mm -hmm. they specifically barred it for this tournament do you think that they should do the same thing for this uh i think what they should do is because again, remember the issue I talked about, like last circle, and then you just right. have to V before two minutes. Uh, I think what they should do is they should make a statement banning any kind of V exploit from the tournament completely, but at the same time, they need to make it so that the exhaust animation when you're coming out is fully iframed. That way, you can't get CC'd until you have your weapons out. Yeah, I think those are the two things. That way, there's no V exploit cheese where you come out on someone, they can't see you, and then you insta grab them. It's not possible. But at the same time, it means that you're not going to get completely killed in certain areas if you don't V exploit it, at least if you know how to do it. Because uh, I think that's the main reason a lot of people will end up doing it in this tournament, not the cheese way that people are you're seeing clips of right now. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stream this clip to you uh to you both here through the Discord so you can see it. This is from uh from your cast Armin. Oh yeah, um, I remember this one. Right. Now I saw the V now the circle thing I, I understand what you're saying, but I definitely saw the V multiple times in the ones that I was casting where they were nowhere near the last circle. And they were like full on like just yep. using V aggressively every time yep. they would get put into V. So here, here's a yep. clip and an example for those who want to see what we're talking about of the uh, of the V engage. Get this modest POV out the gate. Second round has started. If modest wins this again, oh no, he's going for the V play. No, don't do it to him. He's gonna pop out right on top of him, and he goes for the grab and he gets it. Is he gonna die without being? And he does. Oh no. Yeah. The BM that in my I opinion should be banned. Yeah, that. Can you replay it for me? Oh, so real quick, God. because people are going to be watching you're this good, and might be good. confused, no stress, guys. No so when the camera all of a sudden started just constantly walking away and then he reappeared back on the ledge there, that's an issue with the camera spectator being bugged. Right, right. Uh, what's actually happening is he's just that that he's just that staying right period, there next to him. Yeah, he's just standing there right next there next to him. So right here, he starts in the exhaust animation. It's bugged out, and then he comes out instantly grabs him. Do you see it, Russ? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's um. I don't know, man. It it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I know it's like again, it's an easy argument to say it's part of the game, and it is. But I think going forward, like maybe they should say something because. I mean, that sucks for that guy. Now, I don't know if that guy had mm-hmm. a chance to win. Maybe he would have lost anyway, but I know that he's pissed. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee that he's pissed that, about that, that that's just like, dude, what? I didn't even see the dude. Um, so, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of the V-Engage thing. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really BM, too. 
There's a lot of things I hate about the V thing too. I, I really hate the arbitrary rules on V, um, especially because a lot of classes just have different CCs. Um, yep, like you so, can't, you're talking about you can't V if you're knocked down. Yeah, if you're knocked down and, and a lot of people a lot of people just don't know that because they're they're used to v'ing and it doesn't say it in like it doesn't explicitly explain it to you in the thing so there's you you can't expect everyone to know how it works and when it works and then there's a lot of people that are using it at the right time and it it isn't working um i actually think because if you're down to talk about this mm -hmm. i actually think the ability to not v when you're in a kd or a stiffen animation is a good mechanic um frankly because it adds an outplay potential to v otherwise frankly a lot of the time in an early round y when you get a cc on someone there's almost no point in blowing uh we'll say especially in a 3v3 scenario not just 1v1s if you just try and blow beer uh, try to burst big cds to try and kill them as fast as possible it's just never going to be worth it because they'll just v it whereas if you have uh options like hey um for example, uh, you can't V in a stiffen. As a succession ninja, I have practiced a combo for tournaments where I just will do a pure stiff combo. It will do less damage, I'm less likely to kill them, but hey, I can make sure they don't V, and it adds a little more skill to the gameplay. I, so. I would be on board with that if every class could execute that exact same thing. But they so, can't. That's not, there's no guardian, I'm just going to re-stiffen you three-time combo for a kill. Oh, and, and exactly what I'm saying is like that combo that I'm telling you is super bad. Like it is absolutely horrendous. They already have to be at like 30% HP to do, right? But uh, a lot of classes have KD. Like a ton of classes have a KD. Uh, and I don't have a KD on Ninja, for example. So I have to do that instead. And that's much harder. So that's why I think it's like, I think it's a fine example. It's kind of also like the the slow example, like, not every class needs it, but some classes, you know, like actually, like it'd be a nice mechanic, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think if it's going to have rules, they need to be explicitly like written. And it also needs to be like, um, it needs to be consistent and always work in those parameters. And in right now, it's just not. Well, um, and I also think the problem with V is that it's a universal ability, right? It's not like there's there's different versions of V for different classes. That's a that's a skill that like everyone has. And so you would imagine it would function the same no matter what circumstance. And like Frosty says, especially because the tools the tooltip doesn't say anything about it not functioning in certain ways. I don't mm. know. It, it's it's just yeah, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, I guess I'm just biased because I've gotten used to it over time. And after getting used to it, I've started to like the mechanic more than hate it. But I do think that V-bugs, you know, where, like, it doesn't work, like, you V, and then you just instantly come out of V on the ground, and you're still getting damage and stuff, I think suck. Uh, and I so, think those I mean, need to be removed. But that's just, like, it's just code work, you know? It's hard to fix. Yeah, and the thing is, is, is what I was about to say, is that they can't do that, like, in this tournament, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe by the finals, like if, you know, they, I could see them doing it by the finals, but like, I don't think they would be able to slap an iframe onto it like super easily. It just doesn't seem like they don't get things done that quickly, honestly, like just being I'll, frank. 
Yeah, and there's also people saying in chat shouldn't be there shouldn't be any V in tournament. That's also I completely disagree. If there wasn't a V in the tournament, yeah, like you would be so punished for even this one mistake. There is no reason to play aggressive. On, yeah, I think it's. Two... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, one hundred percent, you need that get out of jail free card, right? That oh, yeah. I fucked up and now I need to reset. One hundred percent. It also makes the matches way more interesting. Agreed, you know, like yeah. it definitely needs yeah. to be there. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, but so what I was gonna ask is, can they, can they take a nuanced approach as a temporary band aid fix? So let's say that they want to make an announcement, right? Doing again, kind of similar to what they did for Zerker's glitch grab, right? And I'm not mad about the glitch grab. I know I keep bringing it up, but I'm only bringing it up because I mean it's the only other example that I know of of them doing this, right? Where they just they say, hey, by the way, don't do this, please. So. What if they make it more nuanced where they say, listen, don't use this exploit unless you're in the final circle. Can they even do that? Is that an enforceable position? Is that a smart position for them to take? Like, I mean, because like, what can they do? It, it seems almost to me like they're kind of stuck in an all or nothing position. And you bring up a valid point that's like, it's kind of necessary, especially if you're in that final circle, right? Yeah, um, just real quick for anyone who's watching or listening, if you don't know what we mean by the glitch grab, uh, Zerker's, uh, I don't remember which grab it is. Uh, basically, SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. One of their grabs, uh, so a lot of grabs have a bound on their register when they actually hit the ground so that it can bound multiple people. But the way that grab works on Zerker is that you can force the bound to go through no matter what. And it will technically go past the CC cap. So they'll do one flow, you know, and then they can do like a second flow or a CC. And then they can do a third one on top of that using that that grab. Uh, it's, and like, I guess you could call it an exploit or a glitch grab kind of. But it's been in the game for a long time and people have been using it for a good amount of time that it's yeah. almost normal for combos. It's been um, in the game forever. It's one of the main things that a Zerker will teach another Zerker when you're learning yeah. the class. Yeah. Um, but I almost think it's just like part of the mechanics in the in in the kit itself. So, yeah. And that being said, uh, what uh, they have explicitly said to all the Zerkers in the tournament: do not use this. So that's what I'm referring to when I talk about like them announcing that you're not allowed to use glitch grab. They have specifically said, do not use that exploit because we don't want you to. I I don't know specifically what they should do with with V, but it's not unusual for tournament organizers in like literally every game to have rules. There's there's rules mm -hmm. like that where it's like you can do it in the game, but it's against the rules in a tournament. It happens in magic, right. it happens in fighting games, it happens in RTS games all of the time. It's like really, really common. Um but so specifically what my question is is that if leaving it in as is can be hurtful and taking it out completely like banning it like they did with zerker glitch grab can be hurtful can they do that halfway approach can they take that nuanced approach or like is that not really a feasible thing are we just have to gonna have to wait and hope for a fix in the actual ability itself well um i don't know hmm. I, the way i look at it is that at the moment i actually think while i can't it's a very uh, shitty rule change. I don't know if you guys are all cursing here, but even though you know it's yeah, terrible, dude, you know it, blast, it's bro. a don't shitty rule it. change. <laughs> um, uh, it's at the same time not too bad 
because frankly, like after the addition of Seismic Zerker's new ability and it chunking so hard, it you can still easily one combo people on Zerker. It only sucks now that when you go into players with higher gear than you, like dude, anyone that fights Choice, for example, they're gonna have a hard time one comboing him without the extension yep. grab. But again, like I don't think that's necessarily too bad for the tournament because most other classes, if they're getting gear checked, also don't have that option. So yeah. while I while I'm re used to it and I think it's a fine ability to have in the kit, I don't think it's necessarily a terrible thing to remove from tournament play. I agree. I agree, and that's why I'm trying to make clear I'm not complaining here. Like I totally yeah. understand the idea behind like. Hey, we we probably shouldn't allow this. I'm 100% understanding. Doesn't mean I necessarily agree, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. But like, I, I'm just wondering if they, because I, I I see where you're coming from with this. If they leave the V abuse as is, it's it can hurt like theoretically in the early game of a match, right? You, let's say you get another fight like that clip that uh, we played, right? the Valkyrie clip, you know, the V right out the gate for the surprise engage, you know, like that's not fair. But then also it's not fair that if you don't do the exploit, let's say they just outright say, Hey, don't do this exploit. You're going to automatically lose the match. Then right. it's not fair. If you get your V popped in that final circle mm -hmm. under one minute, and now you're oh. having to wait through this huge animation. So oh, like, just what dead. do they you're do? They're, they're, yeah. they're stuck I mean, between a rock could, and a hard place. Well, if you're PA, what do you do? But you can make a nuance and just say you can't use it aggressively, and that's it. And then it's yeah. like, I mean, the ones that are used it aggressively is so obvious. It's so it obvious. Is. So it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think it's that that hard, to be honest. I, mean, um, I, don't, I don't know how hard it is to just make it so that the exhaust animation is iframe and then just completely ban the exploits. Yeah. yeah. So you think that you think that they could and should like give a nuanced announcement, essentially saying like, "Do not use this in an in, in an offensive way or whatever that's something probably, along those lines." That's probably and then the just best leave way. it up to the discretion of the referees, essentially. I guess, but like uh, you know, all of it's gonna have an issue. It's gonna be so many oh this and that, and someone's gonna make an excuse in tournament and say, "Hey, that was an offensive play." You know what I mean? Yeah. At the yeah, end of the yeah, day, yeah. at the end of that's the day, that's what I mean when I'm like they're like stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like there's no right answer, unfortunately, for them. Exactly, and in the short term, so anyway. If if I if I'm as someone who is you know about to play in the tournament, or if you're someone listening to this pod or podcast or whatever, and you're about to play in the tournament, um, from someone who has played in a lot of these and has gotten used to dealing with it, my recommendation, man, if you see a player pop V wait three seconds and know that he's about to come out and from there just move as much as you can because if you stand still he's going to come out and he might try and v-exploit you so as long as you're moving he can't he can't cc you or cheese you out of it that's probably just my best recommendation to anyone who's in the tournament itself just don't stop moving when you get a v yeah um okay uh, next thing I wanted to ask about is uh, I see a lot of people complaining about the <clears throat> the gear discretion in the tournament. Uh, now I know Pearl Abyss originally Such a strange said complaint. <laughs> I know originally Pearl Abyss said there's uh, there's going to be two tournaments. There's going to be one full gear and then one trials. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work. Do you, Armin, uh, with a trial version of the tournament? 
Uh, I'm gonna go to the restroom real quick, and then I'll answer when I get back. <laughs> okay. Sorry, it's our resort. So, I, can go so I saw, I saw some people saying that you had to place a certain amount in the gear tournament in one. to get into the trial tournament. Now, I haven't fact-checked that, so I do not know if that is true, but I have seen people say that, and if that is what they said initially, then I severely... I think that is just a severe miscalculation. That is the complete backwards of how you should do something if you wanted to have some sort of gate option, essentially. So what? Um, what I don't think there should be a gate option. I don't understand why you would tie these two things together at all. You know, Hunter and uh, uh, Fatal King are saying is that to get into the trial, you have to have won one single match in the main tournament, and I yeah, guess that, that means in just, any round. That does not make any sense to me whatsoever. These two things should be completely separated from one another. Yeah, and what Fatal saying too is with, but with how few people enter the tournament because they expected sixty four per class that most people will probably get in. Anyway, um, so I wanted to ask, uh, I kind of want to wait till Armin's back to frame the question, but um, as far as like gear checking goes. Well, here look, we can we can we can we can mess around until he comes back. Let me ask you something, Frosty. If they get rid of that that stupid thing, that's stupid and dumb, and they should get or went and get rid of it. Um, if you could sign up for the trial tournament, would you? And on what class? Um. Yeah, I would. I don't know. Pro would there be any rules? Like, do I have to have don't a certain amount of days or anything? Yeah, probably. You can assume similar hundred day requirement in you know trial gear, which means no uh no precisions. Right. Um. I'd probably go on. I'd probably go on. Awaken hash because I think it'd be fun, but I don't know. I like. Yeah. I think that, that I, I actually, I might go for that tournament, maybe. Yeah, I think it'd be more fun for me. I I think that mirror matchup just to me is more enjoyable. Um, but I don't know. They'd they'd both be fun. Like I wish I was in the tournament. I don't care what what class. I wish I was in. Wish I didn't get docked because uh, I think it would have <laughs> been really fun to participate, but. Actually, oh man, I just I remembered. I just remembered about the glitch grab thing. I don't know if I would sign up for a trial tournament without glitch grab. That might be a little <laughs> rough. Uh, I actually was watching the Zerker trial tourney from Taiwan. They ended up finishing it. Uh, and the Zerkers over there were able to one combo each other even without the. Uh, yeah, they have that new Even skill. without the extension. Sure. Yeah, be fun. With, as long as you have seismic, you're fine. Really? Yeah. I would love to see the combo they're using. Um, all right, this so here's a standard combo. So here, here's the question I wanted to frame to both of you. What, what is, in your opinion, what is like a gear check? Um, like when you go into a match, because I, I see like every fight, like literally every fight I saw, there was at least one person saying, "Up, oh, just gear advantage. Up, oh, just gear advantage." In every single fight, and like I, a lot of these fights that I watched were not determined by gear advantage, but there was at least someone complaining about the gear advantage. So. I'm curious from each of your perspectives, starting with you, Armin, what is your opinion on a like a gear check or a gear advantage match where like that match was decided by gear? Like what has to happen? Uh to me, 
as a gearlet myself and experienced gear checked player, uh, I would say that if you are not able to one combo them mm-hmm. uh, properly, you know, and if you are able to one combo them, it has to be an insanely long, precise, crazy combo just to even get them down to a sliver of health or barely kill them. Mm-hmm. That's a gear check. And on top of that, I think if you easily get killed standing like and i now, mean easily you mean, not outplayed when you say the one combo thing you mean they they all they would have to be able to one combo you but you can't one combo that like if they both can't one combo each other there's not a gear check there right no no okay. it's it's yeah it's it's when you like barely can't even one combo them and then on the second they have you on the ground it's like maybe three or four skills and you're dead that's definitely getting gear checked um, especially with the way most people's builds go nowadays, you're you're gonna have a good balance of AP to DP. So, and on top of that, um, uh, what is it? Uh, if you're just getting killed standing, right? Or like, we'll say you take an SA trade and you both trade. We'll say on DK, right? In one of the DK matches, uh, one DK trades lunacy with another DK. That's one of their downbound abilities. It's one of their highest chunking ones. And one player takes a 70% HP decrease, and the other player only takes 20%. That's a pretty hard gear check, uh, in my right. opinion. So uh, that's kind of how I look at it. But if it's only like a 10 gear, 15 gear difference, I think that's easily easily within the realm of possibility, and there's not a, really a gear check there. Rosler? Uh, so do you remember when Berg literally two-skilled that other <laughs> Nova standing up? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a gear check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so nothing for... nothing nothing else is a gear check. When you do a full combo on somebody and you can't even get them below like 50%, they stand up and literally two skill you, that is a gear check. It's not a gear check when somebody gets CC'd five times in a row and then gets and then gets uh one CC and then another CC and then, you know, then they die. It's like, okay, both of them got CC'd multiple times. It's like, it's not, it's just not. Because there were so many fights where it was like, one, like, person A would CC person B, like, a couple times in a row. And you're, like, thinking right. in the back of your head, you're like, okay, well, this is a pretty obvious, like, you know, this is a pretty obvious skill difference here. But it's not as if person, like, B that keeps getting CC'd is standing up and one-shotting the other person. Like, they're still having to catch the other person. Sometimes they were still having to catch them multiple times, and yet you were still seeing, like, gear check or gear difference in chat. And it's just like, dude, what are you even talking about? Like, he caught him twice in a row, like, back-to-back. Like, yeah, he got CC'd a bunch before that, so you can say, like, yeah, he has more gear, otherwise he would have died before that. Sure, but he's not standing up and literally two-shotting the other guy standing up like it's not a yeah, gear check. You don't know what a gear check is. That's kind of where I'm at. There, there's a difference between like this guy has a uh, an advantage because he has some gear, and then a gear check. Like a gear check is you're just killing him standing up. Like you're literally, you don't even care. Your goal is not even to CC this person because you know you're just gonna kill them. Um, that's a gear check. Like if you're actually like gear checking somebody, it is in my opinion totally different than like oh this person has a gear advantage and that might have gone a different way if they were the same gear. Um, But the thing is that blows my mind is there's a lot of people that don't recognize resists is a big one. I saw a lot of people um, in one of the matches, a player 
got up from a combo because he resisted and then caught the other person and killed him in one combo and like everybody was saying gear check but the guy that won is like 25 gear score less than the guy that lost but so Larry Fish versus no 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 the resistor in every match <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. Yeah, no 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 not um so I'm just like dude that's not a gear check like you guys are actually saying gear check on a guy who has less gear than the other guy it's crazy um and yeah. then on top of that like even if a guy has a gear advantage if you never see seed him at all if it's like a 20 gear score difference like it's just a difference of like okay if he combos if player A combos player B and player B gets dropped down to 10%, but player B can combo player A, and if they execute the entire combo, player A will die. Um, fine, there's a gear advantage there, and that for sure should be acknowledged if they get up and get out. But if player B, who has said gear advantage, never gets CC'd a single time during the entire match and catches player A, then player A Vs, and then catches player A again, and player A dies in one combo, that's not a gear check. There was no gear check that happened there. So it's like, yeah. It, regardless of, there's always this thing that I don't understand. And maybe it's like confirmation bias or whatever. But whenever someone has a lot of gear, you just want to like instantly take away anything that they've done in that match, even if they actually played well and never got caught. Um, and I, I, I think that sucks for some of the, the participants because, like, especially the ones that have less gear than the players they beat and they're being called gear carry. <laughs> Yeah. It's just so weird. Like, it's like I don't know. It's such a weird thing. Again, like it's it's I don't understand how anyone watching the Nova fights with us yesterday could be claiming that anything other than what Berg did to that poor other Nova that poor is Nova. a gear. Like that is a textbook example of a gear check. Berg literally gets CC. He 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 uses one skill. Man's at half HP right? Berg then gets CC'd. He gets comboed. He doesn't even fall below like 80%, I don't think, like 85%. He stands up, uses one more ability, and the guy dies. That is a gear check. If it is like anything short of that, it is not a gear check. I'm sorry, it's just not. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Again, like you said, Frosty, the the wanting to dumb down everything into like the most simplest of like, oh, it was just gear. That's why he won. It's like it's just not true, man. Like you look at that match and you say, okay, yeah, there's an example of where like legitimately gear just won. And that's not to say Berg isn't a bad player. It's just to say that the gear discrepancy was so big that skill did not play a factor in the slightest, right? Doesn't mean that Berg's bad. It just means that he didn't even have to be good in that fight. He yeah. might have to later on. We're gonna have to find out. I, I so also it, it, I also feel bad for that the hash that awakened hash. He died like he the last like twenty five percent of his health went down from Halady assault. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no, I felt so bad. Yeah. So Six Sons is asking if he got gear checked or or if he got outplayed but there's like a middle ground is what i'm saying it's like the guy had more gear than you so he had an advantage in that fight 100 percent. but he didn't kill you standing up like he didn't just gear check you he just like he has more gear than you and also in that second match like you you got caught and uh, didn't v yeah it's it's or you beat immediately not 
like here's here's one of the things here's it i'm not a very smart person okay let's get that let's get that out of the way right now i'm not a very intelligent person here's a nugget of wisdom for me and you can take this to the fucking bank nothing is ever like just yes or no black white like right wrong like things are just not that easy mm-hmm. like 99.9% of the time there's always like exceptions but 99.9% of the time things are not just like this way or that way things are like it's just nuanced man it's not always just gear like gear is a factor but it's not just the deciding factor I'm sorry, it's just not. It's, it is it's not, not always the, the deciding factor. factor. If it's you not if you always, want, it's, it's not always dude it's a lot always, of the time it's not. Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, so all right, what happened in If it, gear if gear is the only thing that matters, then I'm I should never that. be I, able to beat Frosty in a 1v1. It, if a player is skill-wise 50-50, the player with more gear is more likely to win. Is more likely to win back. for yes. sure. Like he is going, it's not even but more likely to win. He they? will win the majority. But of the sets. gear shouldn't is they? not always yeah, the reason why why they win. Like I mean, Armin, you're you're a very good example of this. Like there are a lot mm-hmm. of players that outgear you that you win against, and you can win against. Uh, or it, even like like look at um in the VSoft dude, match. Like to, uh, okay. if you say that gear is always a factor or a majority of the fa- like VSoft would have won that match. I feel. I'll listen, listen, listen. I feel. I feel like you're. Oh, you're taking what I say a little, you know, a little over exaggerated, right? What I'm saying is, is that a gear does affect not only and will tip the odds heavily. It'll also make it so that the player on the less gear end has to also play differently. That's also a very big fact. Like if I'm out geared by a guy and he has like a, so much AP that he can almost two skill me. I have to play a lot safer and right. I can't as hundred percent if you can gear so, check you. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is like, you know, I, I feel like we're downplaying I know I I feel like people not only overplay and say, Hey, oh, he's just getting gear carried, but I feel like we're also downplaying people winning off of gear. You know, that's all that's all I'm saying. Um, well, but well, I, I'm not, you can't you know. say we're downplaying it if that everyone is saying that everyone's only winning off of gear. It's yeah, the I most know, upplayed I, thing. I, I, I agree. I agree. Everyone that won this tournament. Chat, yeah. There was time in my chat where some guy said this guy got gear carried. or Sorry, he got gear carried and he got gear checked because he did a combo. And the combo was really bad and he only took like 50% of his HP. Right. Well, or resist. Reality, just the combo. Yeah. Or, I mean, resist, that's just like a, a separate everything. But yeah. Yeah. I guess you what know, I'm so, saying is like, like Rezar's saying is there's nuance and, and gear matters. And we're not saying, I'm not saying gear doesn't matter. It plays a role and it impacts yeah, the fight so. and it can impact the outcome, but it's, it's it not do, it the deciding factor the always. Income. There's a lot of times where it, it literally like didn't even play a role in a fight. And I oh, guess okay. it also depends on how much gear, like, Obviously, in Berg versus that guy, like there's he has too much gear. There's probably nothing that dude can do, even if he's yeah. way better than Berg. But there are people that are like mm-hmm. a 30 gear score difference where the better player is literally just going to win. Like, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that in those like 60 gear score differences, like the gear is always going to play a factor. Like, that's just what's going to happen. 
hundred percent. But that's saying. we're not arguing against that. We're arguing we're we're arguing against the people that seem to believe yeah. at least what we can infer from the what they say in chat that gear is the only thing that matters in these fights, yeah. which is just yeah. not true. You're misinterpreting me. I I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with no, you. No, 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 I'm not misinterpreting you. I'm saying that's what a lot of people seem to believe that we're watching these fights. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I'm not saying wrong. that's what you're saying. I understand like, what you're saying. I people people gotta also understand like legitimately like I'm serious when I say this. There's what so there's four chill members or in this tournament that I have personally dueled one on one, and I've dueled them for at least an hour plus. And of those four chill members, they have easily seventy gear score on me, and it takes three combos for me to kill them. I went fifty fifty or better with them in duels. That's now, toxic. My, like no like that's not toxic i'm just saying like, so that's, toxic, that, pro that proves that like gear isn't everything like frankly you can still beat someone with gear more gear. <laughs> sammy and so tina wants to know who are those four chill members i'm not naming them come on they're getting kicked dude they're getting kicked that's not happening that's not happening that that definitely is not happening then i'm actually tossing shade <laughs> then i'm actually tossing shade <laughs> so that's not happening <laughs> oh my god wait what guild are you in again now uh i'm in corrupt again uh, i was in there for a week and then i'm back to corrupt now what happened oh i was just there for for castle i mean i i That's enjoy toxic. corrupt i really like br you i hear really that, Black like Rose? br but he used you um, for the castle dude i mean i literally told i literally asked cobain hey can i come for castle he's like sure man you listen i was clear about my intentions wow <clears throat> Maybe he was doing a shy dude. I wasn't. I won't even be able to kill a, B, a Cho shy. I'm gonna be real with you. I think he out heals my damage. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh. So I was asking earlier. Do you know? Do you know the format of the the trial tournament, or what you have to do to get into it, Armin? Um. No idea. I have yeah. speculations. Yeah. I have speculations on the reward. I have speculations. On a couple things. Um, first off, there I have a speculation that potentially there's a chance that the trial tournament won't be mirror. That's just a guess. Okay. All right, yeah. and from some rumors I've heard. Uh, the next thing is, um, I do think the rewards for the trial tournament. Uh, I think the best class title um, is going to be. Um, uh, from the child tournament. So for the reward of the main tournament, it is, I believe, what is it? It's like unchallenged, unrivaled. Unrivaled. Yeah, you get unrivaled. Uh, yeah. Um, it'll yeah. probably be colored. You also, I think you get a bunch of pearls. You also become an in-game skill instructor so people can actually change their skill add-ons at you. What? Are you serious? I'm serious. I am dead oh, serious. I, I that did, is one I of the perks. Know, I did not know that. Okay, that's sick. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And the that, Arsha uh, weapon. Yeah, the Archer... Dude, speaking of the Archer weapon, just real quick side note. God, the ninja one's so bad. All right, now moving on. Is it? Uh, it's, <laughs> dude, it's, it's so bad. I'll Do show you, you a video later. I'll show you a video in a little bit. Um, when we're going over the ninja stuff, okay. I'll show it to you. But um, <laughs> but uh, what's it called? Um, I think the trial tournament is going to have the title uh, of best class. That only makes sense to me because they have to put some kind of separate reward, is my opinion. That'd be cool. Um, I do think on top of that, the trial tournament... Because, okay, so I think originally when they made the rule that, hey, to access a trial tournament, you have to win one round in the main tournament. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the current rule. I think when they made that rule, they were originally uh, thinking that there was going to be 64 people right. entering the tournament for each class. Yeah. 
But now that that is not the case, nine I wizards. think that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that potentially, yeah, because that would mean there's only like f- like the top four for trials would automatically be set for wizard, because it's always a half of the current contestants. I think that what they might end up doing is that they might end up having the uh, winners or the people that are moving on for the main tournament be in the trial tournament, and on top of that, they will add a separate entry for the trial tournament as a result of low participants. I hope so. That is my guess. Because it only Which makes sense. It like, have always been separate. Exactly. But I think now, with after they realize, hey, 100 days, you know, the, all this too much, and they're going to uh, see the, you know, the low numbers, I think that's what they're going to do. I wish I could have seen how many people would have actually signed up if the Google Doc thing didn't happen. If all you actually had to do was buy that ticket in-game and that interview, and the 100 days was reduced down to like 25 or whatever. I don't know. Just a, a reasonable amount. Um, I, it, I feel like they you would have been so... You want to cast that many shies, dude? No, but you, again, <laughs> there is a best of one for the qualifiers, so they would have been knocked out I early. Know, I'm fucking quick. with you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think we cast the most amount of shies you even could cast, didn't we? Let me see. Hold on. Where's the shy one? Did we? Did Shy have full bracket? Oh no, I didn't have a full bracket. It was missing, we were missing two, three, four. We were missing one, two more matches, I think. Yeah, we were missing two more. There would have been two additional matches. Um, but, yeah. Um, I don't know, is there anything else you want to go over? Dude, I would love to see so, the winner. I, I would love to see a 16-person, or sorry, like a 20-whatever-person bracket of the winners. Maybe exclude Shy. No offense. How could you make that fair? Let's see. There's, what, 23 classes? I just want to see... If you leave Shy in or you take Shy out? I want to see the Over winners... The yeah, I want to see the winners all fight each other. It'd be it'd be awesome. No, no, the winners of oh, this tournament. Oh, dude, that'd be a sick idea for the trial tournament. All the winners of the main gear tournament fight non mirror in the trial. That'd be a sick one. That'd be a sick. No, I think just leave them. Let them have their gear. Let's find out who the best of the best is, dude. Yeah, it'd be it'd be hilarious. I I think it'd be cool to watch. Well, a lot of people are <laughs> their matchups are. I don't know. It's so different. They're very bad. Yeah, dude, I was I was watching. Let's see who no wins guardians. between choices. No Let's see out. who wins between choices Q buff and Berg's Excel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Or uh, Hunter Divios is uh, everything. Is that all for the tournament that we're gonna talk? Yeah, about? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the tournament? Um, Let me see the brackets real quick. They are doing the, the round I, of eight next week. Hmm. Um, and I think they're gonna broadcast all of it. I don't know their format or uh, how they're going to do it, though. Can we get an update on our list of bets? Can we, like, cross out the people who have uh, have forsaken us and so we can get a visual yeah. on how many people are left? I'm also down to make bets on who's going to win fully. Um, Is that something we can do, Frosty? Uh, I can edit it, but we can just do it all at the end. Or do you want you just want to see, like, where we're at so far? Or... Well, I was hoping we could see, like, get a visual on how many like people that we bet on have been, have been, uh, have been have eliminated. Been eliminated. Thank you. Um, I can just tell you a number if you want. Would that work? 
That way I don't have to sit here and I, edit this right now. <laughs> I suppose. Well, you know what? We'll edit it later. It's yeah, fine. I can edit it off stream and then we'll have it for next week. Like, uh, yeah. Tell you what, it, uh, what, uh, what I can do is I'll post it in the, uh, in the discord for anybody who, who wants it whenever we get that done. Yeah. Demi Hauser, you can just Karshans, right? You're going to be fine. Um, all right. Uh, do, 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 let's see. Yeah, I think that's it for the tournament. Um, overall, I, I like these tournaments. I hope they happen more, to be honest. I, I don't want this to be a once yeah. a year thing. I think this should be a, a few times a year. And I actually do think, because the community is kind of split on this, since it's an, an MMO, not a fighting game. I think that they should always do just two separate tournaments, a full gear and a yep. trial every single time. And uh, I think everyone would be fine with that. Um, also, I still think they need yep. to fix trials. They're so weird right now. Their gear like doesn't think... make any sense. The balance changes that have happened at that gear like super weird. I, I, it's like odd. Like a Nova is blowing people up on trials right now. It's just so much damage. I don't know. You can hit 261 AP on trials if you've done all of your uh, yeah. journals. Awakening AP, that is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I kind of hope they make this a bi-yearly thing. I think it would be cool to see them tackle something like what the um, what the uh, BSL kind of wanted to do. Like, if they really wanted to like continue doing this, like going down this route. You can have a like a spring and then a fall tournament, essentially, like assign a point system based on like participation and wins. Like I would love to see them go big with this because uh, this has been an absolute blast so far, uh, both as a spectator and as a uh, commentator. Yeah. Um. I'm saying someone said the the new trials in the future will be 271, 271, 351. I was like, no, nah, they'll, oh, pro they'll probably did go. Do you want to talk about the new trial gear? They'll probably go 273, 273, 309. That's what they prefer, dude. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the trial gear. Where is it? Because they don't have it on Global Labs. Um, it's in KR, dude. Let me see if I can find a photo. If anyone has a photo, Dowser, I think you might have a photo. He's in the chat, so I think he. I remember he had one. Uh, so the new trials are like yeah, six twenty-ish gear score. They're two seventy-one, three fifty-one, uh, and the awakening and succession brackets and main hand brackets are the exact same. And they have ignores twenty percent ignores. Let's go. Wait, what, what's Finally. their offhand? Are they that DP with a Kudum or is that a Nuver? So so it's a Nuver. So technically, it's a, imagine just like you know PVPing Nuver v Nuver, which is better than what we have now. Right. I I would ra any day of the week take Nuver versus Nuver with twenty percent ignore res in main hand than current trials. So I'm happy. I'm very happy. Uh, on top of that, with the way the brackets work, you know, I mean, just looking at it, two seventy one uh, versus three fifty one DP, you're not going to be getting one shot on trials anymore either, which should be, in my opinion. Uh, I at first I was hesitant about it, but the more I think about it, it's a good change. It means that it's not just about hey, who has more SA damage in a lot of matchups. It's about like hey, I actually need to catch you, and then from there it's like hey, I actually need to combo you. So right, yeah, I think exactly. it'll be a, a very good unless change. you're a, unless you're a Nova in Excel mode. True, <laughs> and and unless you're trying to combo a Zerker, then he just lives. 
<laughs> true, true, true. Uh, um, we talk about it a lot, but I just want to get your opinion on this since you're in that top secret AOA community. You, oh, okay, are, calm down, buddy. I stream it every time. Bro. What are your feelings uh, on resists in this game in general? Oh, I think everyone agrees that resists need to be removed. Dude, I, everyone does not agree with that. What? No, Dude, no. Yeah, I get pushed back on believe? it all what, the time. What do you? So here's here's the I'm gonna I'm gonna take up even though I agree let's get that out of the way first mm -hmm. I'm gonna take up devil's advocate here okay. and I'm gonna try to properly formulate the opposition's opinion right. and Frosty Calm. you've you've dealt with this a lot so you can correct me if I'm mistaken mm -hmm. don't you think that a lot of the slower classes that are based almost purely on super armors and not as many iframes require resistance to deal with the very quick CCs and grapples of other classes that they don't have the proper iframes to deal with. See, that's a tame devil's advocate. Here's the one that I get. Let me give you the extreme arm. Are you ready? Well, I'm trying to, I'm no, trying to no, make no. an Let argument me give that you the they make that makes sense. That I have heard multiple times. Uh, okay, yeah. Get rid of resists and then watch Node Wars and Siege be no, no slow classes or casters and just be all ninjas. What? Yeah, dude, they can't no deal. They can't deal with the fast classes. It's not gonna be fair. What? What? I mean, as of right now, right? We'll say guardian. People want to point out guardian. Mm -hmm. If I'm a ninja and you're playing guardian, I can't even grab you in Nord War regardless, because frankly, when there's a group of three people, my grab will not apply. If anything, your biggest threat is going to be something like a warrior or a zerker grabbing you. So I'm not sure why they're pointing out Ninja. And on top of that, a lot of these classes, such as Guardian, have received a bond called Cleansing Flame, which lets you zone out opponents decently well. So in the Nord War scenario, I actually think that Resist is like the least of your worries. It's more when it comes down to small scale or 1v1s where Resist, like, like I guess that's where you can more make a case and play that Devil's Advocate where they get run over, like you need it for duels and stuff. Right. But if you're making a case for a large scale about needing Resist for... You know, as a slow class, slow class against like ninjas or rats, like I, I can't understand that one. Um, as for what you said, Reslar, about them, um, you know, it's kind of like that. How do I explain it? Um, I, the way I look at resist is that, frankly, it's not needed. Even if people want to make that case that like, hey, we might get run over a little bit or whatever, it's not needed too much because they the way they balance classes and the way classes are created, they give them they try to give them tools to deal with almost every situation. And frankly, if you don't have a tool to deal with a certain situation, for most classes, you know, there's obviously exceptions. Uh, they will have something in return that makes them really strong in another aspect. Uh, Guardian. She gets easily grabbed and can get manhandled by anything that moves very fast and can get on top of her. But at the same time, she has insanely high DPS and SA standing ability, which completely rolls over classes that don't have grabs. And four so it's kind of like four iframes. So good guardians <laughs> okay. actually deal with grabs really well. You're just a ninja, so you don't realize it. But yeah. against in a lot of other matchups, they actually deal with grabs like really, really well. Exactly. The good guardian. So exactly. So <laughs> people that complain that hey, you know, I can't deal with class XX, you know, blah, 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 whatever. The You have to, they don't realize that from the other aspect that a Sork trying to fight a Guardian is going to say the same thing that, hey, I can't deal with this class, give me a grab. But Sork doesn't need a grab. So 
when people use that case for resist, it just doesn't make sense to me. The way I look at resist is that it removes skillful play from the game, make resist a PvE-only thing. Frankly, when I'm in a 1v3 scenario and I try and go for a grab on somebody and only to get res and completely killed because of a res, I think that removes my encouragement to, hey, practice this, practice whatever, and I'm just told to, hey, go on an SA trading class forehead and run as much ignore uh, as much resist as you can. Because that's how you're supposed to win in this game. I don't think it encourages uh, new players to come in, frankly. Yeah, I I mean, here, I feel like there's two options. Because one, I just can't, I can't picture, like, I would love it just removed from the game entirely. But I cannot imagine a world where that happens. Because they'd have to redesign the, all the crystals and everything. And I just can't see PA doing it, is why I say it. So, like, I, how would you feel about this? If they removed, like, um, similar to how a potion works. When you are popping a potion, it recovers X amount of HP. Whale pots, normal pots. When you're CC'd, it recovers more HP. So, what if, if a player is under a, a control-impairing effect, their resist dropped to zero? So, you have resist for the neutral game. You don't have them if you're caught. Would you would you be okay with that as like a middle ground? Oh, so like you can't res once you're getting comboed on the ground? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good starting point. Do I think that's the end solution? Probably not, because people are just gonna find about find more things to start complaining about. But I think it is the step in the right direction, probably, most likely. It seems like the easiest solution to where you don't have to even redesign any of the crystals. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also here's the thing, because again, I I don't actually believe in that argument that I made. I'm just I, yeah. I'm 100% on board the remove resist train. Although I also don't think that that's likely to happen. But I also didn't think they were gonna nerf PA. So you know, strange times we live in. But um, I I honestly feel like that's like the best thing that they could do. Um, personally, is because. If they made it to where you can't resist when you're on the ground, that would remove a lot, like most of the frustration with resists, I feel. Because I don't think, I, I think it's noticed when people are standing up and it gets rezzed. It's definitely noticed. It does not, however, bring the same amount of like just pure fucking anger as when you <laughs> have finally combo, when you have finally CC'd that fucking Sork that's been iframing around you for 20 years. Stamina is going to run out eventually, am I right? And mm -hmm. then you finally get them on the ground, and then they resist. And it's just, that is the worst feeling in the world, honestly. Mm, I kind of disagree. I think they're equal amounts of pain, because the way I look at it is, look at it this way, that same Sork that you've been spending 20 years trying to CC, you finally get a good read on when they're unprotected. You go for the CC attempt, cleanly hit it after, you know, all that time of prepping and reading and everything, only for them to resist and you have to wait another five years or you get CC uh, punished because they resisted. Yeah, that's a, that's a true. I still think Rezar's example creates more rage because the thing is, is when you do that, even, it, even though you're tilted a little bit, you're like, ah, like he'd be CC'd right now. You can mm -hmm. still like react to it but let's say let's move off a of ninja let's pretend you're on a nova if they mm -hmm. resist fianchetto when you're on the ground you lose mm. you're not getting out of that you don't have an iframe you don't i mean i guess if you for whatever reason didn't use the iframe but you're 
Um, <laughs> if you're, your animation locked, and yeah, your animation locked like a, on a r incredibly slow class, and if they resist, yeah. you're one float. Like that's it. You just now because of that chance of that happening on the ground, you 100 percent lose. Yeah. No. I mean, the thing is, I feel the same thing, but standing sometimes because when I go for like a beheading or something and it gets rezzed, I'm just dead because it can just punish it. So like I don't know. It kind of depends on yeah. the class variance, I guess. But because I, I, I don't know. yeah, you're. No, I get you're what you're saying. saying. I get what you're saying. How do you, how you. Do you it's, not? It's, how it's do you hurtful. not sometimes? The, like here's the diff here's the real difference in that for me. Like that. Mm -hmm. Well, there's two main differences. First, the first difference and probably the biggest difference is when you finally CC someone after so long, you mm -hmm. you get this high, right? You're like, yeah. dude, finally. And yeah, then yeah. you get the low of being rezzed, uh, right? So whenever you're just getting resisted over and over and over again, it's just low after low after low. That high to low is such a jarring like difference. I think that that just that just naturally evokes more emotion because you're mm -hmm. going from that high to that low. But secondly, like there are a lot of times when I'm finding people, and I understand that I have Reslar internet. There are a lot of times when I'm finding people where I'm like, I'm honestly not sure if that was resisted or if like that was just desync. Like I, to be perfectly honest, the thing is, I get the same high outplaying someone uh, and get and getting the catch. Uh, um, but when it gets res, it feels bad. It's kind of what I'm saying is like it's kind of like a preference thing. You know what I mean? It kind of just depends on how you what class you play. Because I think both of but, them are painful. But the thing That's is, though, what I'm outside of your smoke screen, when you go for, like, behead yeah. or a grab, like, you know going into it that there's risk, right? But, like, that yeah. feeling of when someone is disabled and they're on the ground, you losing during your combo after you caught them is a... I still think that that's just a different level of rage. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and what For I mostly most mean is people. that, uh, yeah, exactly. What I mostly mean is that is that bias kind of thing, or like not bias, but like class kind of thing. Because, for example, whereas my class struggles more with going for protected catches or something like that, uh, my class doesn't struggle at all with comboing people. Because even though actually resists on trials are a problem for Succession Ninja, for example, or like on every class, right? And, you know, trials have insanely high res. I have so many float stacks that I can do in a sequence that the chance of him getting up for my combo through resist is still significantly low uh, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why, to me, I don't feel that too much. But I get what you're saying. Like, I've played Zerker before, and I've played Mabel before, and when I go for a Red Moon, and he just full reses the combo off, you know, the secondary Red Moon, or uh, a Carver or whatever, dude, it sucks. Like, it's like the worst feeling in the world. But So, I get you. I do, I just overall, yeah. I think making removing combo res from the game probably the best uh, step in the right direction you can take. The, the easiest, the easiest, the easiest one Here's, for sure. I I think that if you have two sides that aren't happy and they're never going to be happy, like you can't make everyone happy, right? It just seems like the best thing to do is to compromise, and I I think the compromise is removing resist resist dropping to zero whenever you are CC'd. Honestly. Like, to me, that makes the most sense as far as, like, you're not going to make people happy no matter what. If you leave it the same, people aren't going to be happy. If you change one of these, like, if you change it one way or the other, people aren't going to be happy. If you compromise, people aren't going to be happy. It's just, like, you're not going to make me happy no matter what you do. So I think the best that you can do is satisfy a couple people on this side, satisfy a couple people on this side, and compromise, honestly. You know, the funny th thing is, the biggest reason people, the res meta came into play was because people started running adamantines to counter suck wizard. 
But as an undirect result, classes like Sork got completely cocked in combos. Dude, it, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's a bunch <laughs> of things, though. But the other thing, too, is the, uh, the Garmoth Heart and the Dandy enables it. It does. It, does. It, it added two extra crystal slots. And then a lot of people are running DR now instead of evasion. And that also increases everyone's resistance. And then with succession, you got a couple classes that just get bonus resist for existing. Yeah, Valks, uh, Guardian. Yeah. Um. So it, it's just, it's a lot easy. Zerker. Um, I yeah. don't think so. Zerker has res. Do they? Mm-hmm. In succession? Uh, I don't know if it sucked, but I know Awakening Zerker. I, I think it sucked too. Yeah, you guys have a res passive. I'm pretty sure. Uh, regardless of that, though, one thing I do want to mention that I think also adds some levels of cancer to it is that certain classes uh, don't have or have 100% ignore res on certain CCs like warrior like they don't have to struggle with res which can be super annoying sometimes um because i'm like out here like oh i try to go for a grab on his grave digging get res only for him to counter grab me out of the wake up oh my god damn it dude <laughs> it's uh it's uh painful sometimes um um did you guys want to talk about ninja i mean we got time now unless unless we're running low and then we gotta end. uh I have time. It's up to Reslar. I know he. It's late for him. Yeah. How you yeah. It is getting late, but what I was thinking we might be able to do is, uh, Frosty, you can tell me if you don't like this idea. But I was thinking maybe we skip comments this week and then read two episodes worth next week. Um. Okay. We could do that. I don't mind. Because well, we I do want to wanna talk. I mean, if I, I, I do want to talk at least a little bit about Ninja. Um, but it it is already getting late. I even if we stopped right now, like, or even if we went to comments right now, it still would be too late for me. So I think we have to skip comments, or you have to do them by yourself. Okay. So I mean, let me know. I, I don't mind doing them by myself. If you want me to? I'm do not them. a stay for him too. So yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, no. Um, it's uh, it's fine. We'll do uh, let's do ninja. All right. What do you want to talk about, ninja? Do you have anything you want to talk about, Russ? Ninja yeah, well, I mean, I just kind of wanted to, I just kind of wanted to, like I said before we started recording, at the very least, get kind of like the basic class questions down, right? I mean, we have Armin here, we might as well take advantage of him. Uh, mm -hmm. So, like, Armin, what are what are kind of your thoughts on ninja balance right now? Where do you think the class is? Uh, is it good? Is it bad? Let's just, like, start with the absolute basics. Um, The current state of ninja in the meta... Is it good? Is it bad? I think that Ninja currently is a good class. Uh, I'm actually very happy at the state it's currently in. I feel like when I go for a lot of engagements, uh, especially when I was learning the class and getting better for Succession specifically, I'll go over Awakening later, but mainly for Suck right now, like I have to think about what I'm doing, especially if I'm not just tossing gear at somebody. Um, I have to think about how I'm playing. I have to be smart about how I use my CCs a lot of the time. Um, I can get bursted down pretty easily, uh, especially like if you're not over, if you're not over like 650 gear or like not even 650, if you're not over like 680 gears around the class, and even then you'll get one shot really hard in Nodor especially. So, um, I think that that's a good balance change. I think that's how it should be, and I think at the same time it's super rewarding. So, um, I'm happy with how the class works. Um, 
and honestly i uh, i feel like the class itself doesn't really need any changes besides potentially minor damage nerfs to our dots uh or a small ap nerf to our passives uh but besides that like uh, the class itself is real good what about your your pve because i know you have a guardian tagged so oh. <laughs> why do you have the guardian tagged and is is there something they could do in pve that would make you just grind on your ninja um honestly the big reason uh, uh or the big downside of ninja pve is that it's super high effort especially a uh, succession ninja now funny funny enough speaking awakening ninja used to be sweatier but now succession is just sweatier and you'd put in a lot of work only to pull you i mean technically i'll pull more trash than like an awakening kuno right but i pull that's still not like much <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i still i pull basically like pretty mediocre it's just like a mid-tier grinder uh but it's super high effort and i would hope that for the amount of effort you have to put in on the class you would pull like you know, striker levels of trash, you know what I mean? So, um, because of that, I grind on a guardian for the sake of my hands and my own well-being, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, that's just the downside of Ninja PvE. But, you know, some people really like sweaty grinding. Like, I'm genuinely serious. Some people actually I, like sweaty grinding. I'm one of those people. I actually exactly. thoroughly enjoy Succession Kuno grind, but yep. it's it's, like, so bad. Like, I can't even... It's too bad to justify doing it, even though it's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I like the sweaty grind. I just wish like Ninja and, and people forget about Ninja because when Suck first came out, it, it, it was like, oh, this is actually pretty good at grinding. But now like the level of tier everyone is at, it, like yeah. Ninja actually is way behind. Like it's yeah. like, there's like Shy, and I know everyone thinks Shy is the best because of Illumins. <laughs> Uh, Shy is not very good solo grinder. Uh, Ninja in both specs is really not very good. Kuno, Tamer. Um, some people argue Suck Guardian. You probably could use improvements uh, even still a little bit on Musa. On like I don't know what what's what would be a standard of grinding that you think that everyone should be at. Like what classes grind speed and feel do you think is like everyone should be about here. I think that sucks, Striker. Like, I think there's fine to be differences in grinding speed, right? Mm -hmm. But I think it should really be based on effort. Um, because, I mean, the funny thing is, like, I'm a low effort grinder. I hate high effort grinding. But I don't think I should be pulling more trash than my ninja on my guardian. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. So, um... I think if you're trying to put it to a level, I think like suck striker grinding, like how much trash they pull, that should be the top. But the standard should be somewhere around like lawn, where she pulls like 400 less trash usually, or something like that. Right. Um. Like that's where that's where the standard should be. And you know, a big problem I think of grinding in general that ninja and kuno lack, for example, is one our pulling is super bad. Uh, yeah. We literally toss shurikens to pull mobs for people that don't know. Um. Two, uh, our AoEs can at times be very horrendous, and we also have to be super sweaty at directional pulling. Uh, I, I don't know if I said three already. Uh, but three, like, when we are pulling our mobs together because of how we pull them, uh, some of our abilities when we're pulling have stiffens on them. Some of our abilities when we're pulling, you know, they take a little bit to toss out, so our time to pull our mobs together take longer. 
And so with all that combined, it just creates a super slow situation for your grind speed. So yeah, uh, every class isn't made the same. So I think, frankly, if you're trying to buff our grinding for our classes, you need to either rework some abilities, add some kind of PvE pull ability, something in that regard that will improve it. Because at the end of the day, for some classes, like, PvE damages and everything. Sometimes it's legitimately like your class is just super bad at certain things. Yeah, it would be, man, uh, it would be so cool. I mean, Tamers would love this, Kuno Ninja. There's a bunch yep. of classes, but like if you could just, if every class just had a that new chain lightning skill yep. <laughs> that Sage has, Dude. or Mark a Shadow, like just something like that to just let the mobs know you're there without making them do a 40 second animation yep would make such dude, a big like, difference dude guardian's pulling ability is so good zerker's pulling ability is actually also pretty good like mm -hmm. there's so many new pve abilities added to some classes and meanwhile me we're out here like tossing shurikens man i'm like god damn it dude and uh, then like even on even on hash like the difference between suck and awakening for pulling is so huge like not having yeah. binding spirals binding spirals yeah. is so fat for pulling it's crazy um yeah and then uh so awakening ninja though is like it's more comfortable but it's still also like you're getting about the same trash right uh it's a little less it's technically little less. suck session will pull more but honestly i think it's worth saving my hands Okay. <clears throat> I see, I see. Um, so Ninja, both Ninja, uh Awaken Ninja and Suck Ninja large scale, you feel like is actually quite good? Okay, since I want to talk yeah, because I want to talk about that. So the current state of ninja, and there's people who like the people who have swapped from succession to awakening agree on this, but there's a lot of people who are awakening elitists, funny enough, who for some reason like I don't know, they they're a lot of them are older players. They don't realize it, but ever since success or Awakening Ninja received bonds, so they received Frontal Guard Serpent, mm -hmm. and Flashing Lights kind of, it's just whatever. It's not like a crazy good skill, so that doesn't really make a difference, but ever since Frontal Guard Serpent was added to Awakening Ninja, Awakening Ninja at the moment, unless you're like insanely geared, right? Like I'm talking so much DP that you can live inside a ball T tossing damage at you for like a good amount of time like mm -hmm. i'm talking full c10 plus armor even you know potentially like pushing you know c15 or whatever uh awakening is going to be better because awakening the advantage of frontal guard serpent is that you have a super high nuking ability that if you're like super geared as well you're just one shot people with and at the same time because it's frontal guard uh on the class you don't take as much damage so uh, awakening ninja is actually in a really good spot for large scale um, which it hasn't been in for a long time, which I think is cool. Uh, Succession Ninja, um, I, it needs a lot of gear to make it work. Now, it's funny I say that because I'm uh, a formerly 605 gear score ninja that has been in Siege since I was 600 gear score, right? So it's funny I say that, but uh, it generally needs a lot of gear. It needs a lot of DP especially. So... Um, even though it needs that to make it work, it's super fast. It's fun to play. Uh, and honestly, I think that it's also in a good spot. I think if you remove casters from this game, like Ninja would easily be like one of the best classes in the game. I, even, it is right now even. So So you and I talked about this in, in private. Um, 
You right now think the best flex class is what? Uh, the number one flex team class? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's hard. If it was like pr prior to hash Nova release, I would say Ninja. But ever since they added Succession Hash and Awakening Nova, they like they're actually like Awakening Nova specifically is so good at riding bases because you just go in with Excel super fast. No one can CC you. You chunk down one of the structures like that's getting rebuilt and then you dip out or you're diving a ball from behind or something like it's so good. So um, I don't think you can say what's number one, but the top three are probably Suck Hash, uh, Ninja either Awakening or Suck, and then uh, Awakening Nova. Easily. Interesting. I feel yeah. like you agree with me on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think that Ninja and Hash are good at kind of different things. Like, um, I don't know. I think that Ninja's a little bit better at, like, engaging one person and then continuing the engage forever and engaging one person. You know what I mean? Like a, like a string of kills where you're individually isolating like people whereas hash is really fucking good at just jumping a ball like insanely good at jumping a ball you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. like a, a hash after their initial node war engage is not sitting there continuing to aggress one person they're going to back out reset and then go in again over and over and over again kind of mm -hmm. thing um so they're a little bit different but i i would agree hash is like i mean if you're just going based on like how it it can it feels more impactful in a fight um my only thing is with hash like as good as it is i feel like wizard does its job better <laughs> so it's like it has the exact Dude, same you know, like dive in do the <laughs> descent it's just i don't know descent's just a worse voltaic frigid did you know that's a funny thing i literally like uh cc was like yeah the second i said those classes like nah suck wizard yeah. i'm like yeah you know what you're right yeah suck wizard is probably also the best flex, cl flex class it's the best at everything, man. Feels bad. It really is. I mean, at least it like is. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. But Nova is a uh, is an interesting one to hear from you because a lot of people that play Nova, and, and I know like there's obviously an element of skill and just getting used to it and understanding its playstyle because it's a very unique class. But a lot of people don't feel like Nova is very good. But you think it's it's good in large scale, dude. I mean, I used to think it wasn't, but after seeing like, um players that actually have the you know like uh well they're like 660 gear score they're nothing too crazy um just run around with a class it has to rely on excel a lot i agree mm -hmm. but when it but it's only a one minute cooldown and so they can pop it consistently that class moves and that class yeah. chunks on top of that like it is so so good at being a rat i think and it's uh, and initial think... engage after on, on guard is super armor for 10 full seconds mm -hmm. so no matter what skill they use whether it has cc or not is protected yeah so i mean i think um the more time you give that class you know month or something it's going to be popping off more and more how does uh how does whiz Witch negatively affect you your class in node war uh, and as a suck ninja or even awaken ninja either one like do you feel like I don't know, like for me in Node Wars, um, lately it just feels like flex isn't as much of a thing. Like flex used to be like, okay, it's we not. have a team of somewhere between three and 10 people 
and we're trying to take care of like specific uh, objectives, stop rebuilds, et cetera, et cetera. And most of the time during that, you're fighting against defense or other flex. But now mm -hmm. it's like you're engaging mostly casters, and now it's a combination of wizards and sages. Uh, do you feel the same way, or is it different in your experience? So there is one problem. Um, most people may not know this, but I've only been playing the game for... Not that long. I, I mean, I haven't even hit a year yet in playtime. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, for when it comes to Node War specifically and PvPing, even though I do have a lot of experience, I only have a lot of experience in the current meta because I haven't played for very long, right? So I've only ever been playing since Suck Wizard was just rampant and I would have to deal with them 24-7. So unfortunately, I've kind of gotten used to it, but that doesn't mean I don't complain about it. It's yeah, and I agree a hundred percent at the moment. As a class, as a flex, you know, flex class, you're just you're always gonna run into whiz. You know, you're not gonna be running into another rack classes most of the time. You'll still see them, but the majority of the time you're gonna be running into wizards. There's even you're always gonna see a wizard on a flex team too. So, it's like the worst thing to deal with. And um, succession ninja is unfortunately like a super hard class that gets cucked by wizard mm -hmm. i mean we get cc'd through so many of our abilities especially because we have so many gaps our play style is get behind your back and you know when we're doing that we're probably gonna be unprotected but when a class like wizard has voltaic fridges which are full 360 cc abilities like you're not gonna have an easy time catching them uh, especially slows as well we're not very good at dealing with them so uh it's definitely affected how i play like a lot um having to constantly run into them and it's kind of sucks that i have to completely change everything i do on my class everything i play you know like every every way i use almost all my abilities just because one class exists in the game um you know minor adjustments those are understandable that's you know that's how you should be playing you have to adjust to your opponent but Succession Wizard is so dominant with some abilities, man, that it's just, uh, it's kind of broke. Uh, even even into a class like Ninja. So, I'm not a fan. Um, so, in, in Node Wars and Siege, I feel like this happens to a lot of classes. When you're, when you're running around um, as a ninja, and you see another ninja, and then, like, you're looking around, you see a ninja, you see a Sork, you see a Kuno. On average, if you don't know any of their names, you're gunning for that other ninja, right? Because you got to assert dominance. Oh, oh, are you, are you talking about the the ninja effect? That's what yeah, I like the, to call the ninja it. effect. Okay, what's the yeah ninja the ninja effect? effect? Is the ninja effect is that when you see another ninja, you got to run them down. You got to run. It's them a down, fact, right? You got to run them down. You got to assert dominance, man. I, I, it's every every ninja does it. Now, there's other classes that have it too. Kuno, maybe a hundred percent. Sork, right? Yep. Sork, but. It's it's a thing about rat classes, and honestly, I'm not gonna deny it. It's just a thing. It's also because on top of like it's the reason for me mostly is that because I know ninjas so well and I'm so good at like the mirror matchup itself, I'm really comfortable at fighting other ninjas. So if I see another ninja, especially one that's a high threat, right? Like if I see Braxton in a node war, I'm like, I can't let this guy run around and do whatever he wants, right? I have to take him out. Mm-hmm. I will intentionally go for that matchup 10 out of 10 times because I, I'm going to know better than anyone else how to CC them, right? I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's, it's a thing, but 
Uh, right, I think so, people do it for different reasons. And people do it with people that they know too. So let's say you're in a node mm-hmm. one. You have you have two options. On your left, your far left, you're looking at your map. On the on the west of your map, um, you see me. I'm on okay. a Kuno. On the east yeah, of your 700 map, 700 gear score. Yeah. On the east of your map, you see a ninja, but you don't know the ninja's name. Who are you going for? Which one's closer? They're both the exact same distance. Just opposite. Probably sides. the ninja, because I have an easier time seeing the ninja. Yeah. I agree. Kuno should be nerfed. <laughs> what? No, I mean, I'd have an easier time seeing the ninja. Because also, I mean, that, I feel like it's a bad example because it's also kind of like a. You know what I mean? Like, well, if um, it's a. I know you're going to have more gear than me as well. Well, I feel if, like it's a better a, example if it's a named is, person that has similar gear, yeah. A person that you recognize. Yeah. I don't. I really like when I go into a node war, I try and make sure I'm going for people that I know I will have an easy, like the fastest, the faster I can get them rid of and move on and have bigger impact in a node war, right? That's usually my goal. So, and on top of that, um, like I, this, you know, this sounds kind of sad, but frankly, like, um, no ninja is a better node war class than Kuno. So typically I would, try and get this ninja out for that reason as well not just because i'll have easier time get catching him but also because like he will most likely be a bigger threat to my team so now let's say if on (laughs) this hypothetical situation you have frosty on one side and on the opposite side you have divios oh i go for frosty (laughs) 10 out of 10 times i don't care bro get me out (laughs) divios ain't dying man Now let's say, let's say, I, I, this, I, I just got inspiration for a new hypothetical. So let's, let's say Divios is still on that side, but instead of Frosty, you have Biohack. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I do, I'm not. He just raided you, bro. I'm not responding. <laughs> um, dude, I have, yeah, I can't help myself, dude. If I see someone I recognize, I'm, I'm going for him hard. If so I see a Kuno, gonna... I'm going for him hard. I don't know why. I don't even know. Dude, was... even on hash right now, like, dude, if I, Armin, if I'm on a hash, I'm going yeah. for a Kuno. I'm killing the Kunos <laughs> on my hash. I'm like, I'll look to my I'm right, see a you. hash, I see a Kuno on my left, that Kuno has to go down. It's because you're more confident finding that class. You gotta admit it. That you is think that's what why. it is? Dude, that is what it is for me. I, I'm 100% confident. That's another reason why it is for most people. <clears throat> I swear so to God. So I was going to say, it. it's actually funny because... I was actually going to say that it's not that way with Zerkers, mm-hmm. but then I think for some reason, I swear to God, when Zerkers Q buff, it flips. So whenever, <laughs> whenever you see another Zerker in the wild, I swear to God, I feel no urge whatsoever to go attack them, and it feels like they have no urge to come after me either. The second a Q buffed Zerker sees another Q buffed Zerker, it's like, well, I have to blast him. Yeah. Just that's it. All it's bets they are know off. that's a threat, bro. They know the Q-Buff's OP. And there's think. nothing there's nothing more glorious than Q-Buff Zerker v Q-Buff Zerker. And it's just because 50 plus uh, plus 50 all resist when Q-Buff is up. So it's just whose resistance is going to give out first, basically. Like, that's <laughs> just the battle. Yeah. Um, are there classes you actively avoid, Armin, 
in war that you feel like it's a waste of time? Like, uh, how do you feel about Sork. like when you run into Sage currently? A suck, <laughs> suck Sage in war. Sage? Uh, yeah. That's just like uh, I suck, like. I, I know sage. they're gonna. I know. Yeah, I know they're gonna kill me super fast if I'm not careful. Um, but I kind of treat it like the same. Like, oh, if I, you know, I, I'll go for the gaps. If I end up missing them, I kind of move on. That's how I treat most things. Because yeah. at that point, you know, I've missed my CC opportunity, and then I'm just gonna waste like a minute waiting for it again, kind of thing. I, I mean, I, I have I, a question. Mm -hmm. Do you do you find suck sages difficult to fight in in like one v ones? Like I know in balls they can kind of get lost in like the the chaos, but like cause I in one v ones I I understand four grabs yada yada, but like man, it is just so easy to see exactly where they're gonna come out on the mini map and just eat them right as they come out. Uh, uh some sages are actually very good with their movement, but. Uh, I, I, I just feel like my class doesn't struggle against theirs, and so no, I don't really have any problems, but I just think it's a class thing. I don't really think it's them sucking at dueling. Yeah. Um, I feel like Suck Sage could be super good in well, there's a lot threes and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of players that just, I don't know, they, they do great. I mean, the thing is that's scary is a lot of the ones you see in Node War, when they're doing that, their e-buff is up because of the reset. So it's like, yeah. You know, they're just like in super armor for 15 seconds. Sages in yeah. large scale are scary, man. Well, like, I, I specifically say 1v1s because you can see them on the mini map. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. like really easy to track them. And, mm -hmm. but like, you can't really do that in like large scale. And so they kind of, like I said, they get lost in the chaos. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they pop up behind you. You weren't paying attention. And now you're just, you're gone. And it's like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. What about, <laughs> what about wizards? Because I, uh, I find myself on, on Kuno specifically, I, I will avoid wizards. Like I, In duels or large scale? In large scale. Oh, I mean, it's a wizard. <laughs> like, like, personally for me, the way I look at a wizard is like, okay, I'm going to try and catch him off guard. That's usually your best chance to see seeing one. Because otherwise, they're just going to do an SA rotation with their lingering iframes and TPing out and everything, and you're going to have to wait until they blow some of the movement to get a full catch. Otherwise, like, Frigid Voltaic is such a big threat for us, so... Um, I just try and catch them off guard. If I don't try, if I don't manage to catch them off guard, I kite back and wait for my next opportunity, because otherwise, uh, you're going to waste a lot of time, and you're also going to tank. You're 100%, almost always, as a Succession Ninja, if you're fighting a Suck Wizard, and you end up having to, like, man-fight them kind of thing, you're always going to take some damage and some slows. It's unavoidable. So I'd rather just avoid that, you know? The slows especially. Yeah, there's a there's always been a little bit of a rivalry between Kuno and Ninja. The the metas and which ones have been good and bad in large scale have changed so many times. Um, yeah. Because back in the day, Awake and Kuno, pre-CC changes, were actually really good because, I mean, the whole kit was super armor damage and a lot of it was AoE. So mm -hmm. you could just stay mostly awakening in large scale and then ninjas struggle <laughs> back then like i don't know it was like hard you rarely saw ninjas in node war siege guilds like i'm actually just weren't that don't, common i don't understand why that was the case because you know i i played so technically i played for one month back then and then mm -hmm. quit and then you know for like three years and all i did in that one month was just like i just sat in ba so yeah. i never understood why ninja was bad in large scale because didn't we have like full SA Serpent's Ascension? Yeah, but you have to remember back then, like everyone's Serpent was like 150 AP. So it wasn't uh, like. So it didn't do that much damage. Yeah, it just it wasn't doing what it does now. 
um, mm-hmm. at, at all. So it, it just changed. But I'm curious from your point of view. Um, I'm gonna make a ninja not speak ill of Kuno. What what do you think needs to happen for Kuno for it to be on par with Ninja in large scale? And both specs, Awaken and Suck. Like, what are they missing, in your opinion? It's funny you say this, because Nalus was in my chat complaining for two hours straight. I don't know. Uh, I think Awakening Kuno more than anything. The way I feel like that kit should work is I think that Succession should be more Duelist-focused like it is now. Like, I think Succession Kuno doesn't need any changes. It doesn't need a buff. It doesn't need really any nerfs. If you're going to change anything, make it so that Tendon Cutter had like a, t- a 20% kind of reduced distance on the end so that it's more skill-based than, hey, I'm going to hit Tendon Cutter forehead. I've talked to Rizzi about that. So you, um, so you think that the, but, the large-scale change for Kuno would be to nerf Tendon Cutter? No, I think that Succession should stay like how it is because I think you would just keep Succession for small-scale or 1v1s, 3v3s oh kind of thing. God. Uh-huh. And then I think Awakening Kuno should be purely large scale. That so, so the most that, absurd thing I've ever heard. <laughs> because <laughs> frankly, the, okay, I I understand, but <laughs> think about it. Think about it this way, right? Like, let's say you want to make a buff for for Succession Kuno. Uh, let's just disregard Awakening because it's total trash right now. Uh, Awake is for Succession Kuno for it to get buffed uh, for large scale, right? Mm-hmm. I, realistically, I have the realistic changes that I think are what fair. Can you bu- what can you buff for its large-scale kit that doesn't affect it becoming super overtuned? That's easy. Small scale. You, you make Shadow Explosion super armor and you do something about Wizwitch and Sakuna would feel really good. Um, I... So, the Shadow Explosion thing, I could see, but at the same time, that's just adding more SA elements to it's the kit. It's a 16-second cooldown super armor mm-hmm. skill like it literally just needs protected damage and, and how and much damage, how much damage does it do and not as much as serpent not as much as serpent but how much damage does it do i mean <laughs> it does it does decent damage if you have them in the right spot but it has exactly no crit, like it's rng wait what is that what do you mean exactly like you have well, no, that's what i mean them? like the class itself already has the tools to like chunk people down in combos and stuff but on top of that, giving them and, and get really good catches. But on top of that, giving them the potential to start doing more SA chip, I feel like is a little too much. I feel like it's also Wait, funnel guard. What do you mean more, more SA? Oh my god! What's up? I'm so no, confused. I think Armin's it, saying. I, I think Armin's saying if you gave that skill SA, which would help the class. It has a skill, cast animation would... that you can see very clearly in one v one, and not if you're getting hit by that in the neutral game, that's oh, I like. Know. I understand. Crazy. I'm just saying. That's like being hit by shackles. Um, like ninja I'm more shackles. so like, I don't know. I just think that Succession Kuno, the issue with the issue with the class and the best way to actually make it viable for large scale, isn't the class itself. It's just the meta. It's it's because re- realistically, like, if you took away how hard of a caster meta it is, yes, Succession Kuno may still not be like the most the most insane class in flex team and stuff but like i it's still it's definitely going to become much better because of succession wizard uh, and witch being gone i mean like you gotta admit that but there's still so much range cc in the game like even if succession 
whiz witch gets nerfed like they're still gonna have range cc's like our ranger and archer still gonna exist dream of doom mm -hmm. still gonna exist malice like all of the things that make it really difficult to combo because kuno is really combo based and it's very difficult mm -hmm. to do in node war because your protected damage is tenon cutter which if you actually like fight against any node war guild it doesn't actually do damage I don't know. It's just the problem I look at it is that how can you change that kit in a way that keeps it Shadow still... Explosion essay. Well, Shadow Explosion essay, but do you think that's really going to fix all your problems and you're that's still not, not going to complain just, about everything? Yeah. I mean, obviously, there will always be things to complain about with every class. Like, you can complain about stuff on Ninja, even though it's better. Like, mm -hmm. for sure. Like, there's things that are like, oh, man, I wish this had this or this had this. But that would at least make it like, oh, okay, you can viably do a Node War combo if you catch someone. And you'll have mm -hmm. one skill that's at least protected, and then the rest of your stuff is not protected, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I I just um, I uh, I think that shackles explosion isn't something like too crazy, and it wouldn't be too over the top and be fine. But shackles I still explode. think that doesn't. I still think that doesn't. Uh, did I call the wrong thing? Uh, I don't. I don't think uh, it addresses the actual issues on the class itself, uh, and so as a result, people are still going to have problems. That's why and, I think that, that honestly, but that is I, I, the issue in large scale. That's literally the issue. No, I'm saying like that isn't the solution that's actually gonna make it a massive improvement. It's more of that's just at most gonna be a small quality of life that makes it smell feel slightly better, but it's still just gonna be as bad. I uh, mean, look that's... at the difference the the core skill made for ninja in large scale. Mm -hmm. But like, that was don't huge. you think that if don't you? But the problem with the ninja in large scale was that mm -hmm. it literally just like it was still how do i explain this it was lacking tools but at the same time when that tool was added to it you know frontal guard serpent mm -hmm. that didn't completely overtune the 1v1 because frontal guard serpent is still like right that's why pretty ba really bad in the small scale right that that's why I say serpent, or that's why I say shadow explosion, because it's sixteen mm -hmm. second cooldown, doesn't have a CC on it, and it's like literally just slow damage. I don't know, but because the the reason that I realize that serpent is so good for awakening ninja is mm -hmm. that it chunks, but shadow explosion doesn't have that, and on top of that, you're planning to give it SA, so if it did have that, it would become too much. I think if anything, you maybe tune the damage jump on it slightly, and then giving it frontal guard, uh, but not to make it serpent, but like keeping it how it is, and then giving it frontal guard. I think might be a decent change. I mean, frontal guard would be fine scale. too. Just something protected. That that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the kit doesn't have any frontal idea. guard. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The kit itself is just kind of weird, and it's so finicky that like anything. Any small change can just make it super, super overpowered. That's why it's just like, I'm just super sketchy about throwing an opinion out there because, dude, any small thing, everyone's going to have some kind of refutation that, oh, this is too much for this and too much for that. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm sketchy right, about what, it. Last question from me. Um, I don't know, Reslar, if you have any others, but um, uh, Shy. A lot of Shies are upset that the state that that class is in. Do you have any opinion on on Shy and the state of Shy? No, I'm nothing. Oh come on. Dude. I don't, I don't, I I personally don't even know much about the class. I like I understand the class and how it works, but I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I just I just kind of treat it like 
like suck warrior. I'm just like, well, the class is there, but I'm just gonna ignore it. <laughs> just how I do it in Node War. I can't kill them, oh. so let's just ignore them. Oh, who's so. your favorite non Armin ninja? Who's your favorite ninja not named Armin? <laughs> um, it's both of you to assume I like myself. Um, uh, I. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> you love Armin, dude. Don't <laughs> lie. You love Armin. Nah, dude, You're a ninja, no, dude. dude. I, All ninjas I, I, love I, themselves. I hate myself, man. I, I got uh -huh. problems, man. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, Brax, probably. Brax? There's a lot. There's a lot that I like, but um, uh, I don't know. NA, Brax, EU, Pablito. Uh, I love Pablito. Is definitely, definitely when it comes to content creation and generally being like a super chill dude, Pablito is super, super fun to talk to. And then for SEA, uh, Chara, um, he, he's a super chill guy. He's also super humble. Um, so I've seen a lot of his PvP stuff, so I also like watching him. So those are the three for me. All right. Rez, you have any questions? Uh, yeah. So, I, so my question was, are you excited to cast the finals of the uh, the shy bracket. Is he casting the, the finals of the shy bracket? I don't think we had no idea. Dude, I hope what. so. Well, we're not going to be able to cast uh, the semis or finals at all. Yeah. I know. I was but. just, it's a dream that I have that you would cast the shy finals, <laughs> honestly. God, if I, okay, if I ever got the chance or the offer to actually uh, cast the finals or semifinals, I would hope. That they would not throw shy on top of me, cause gosh, <laughs> like I don't know how I would cast that. It's tough, like like it's not. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's tough to make that fight interesting. It's very hard, cause you're just gonna keep repeating. Oh, they toss the boomerang. Oh, there's the kick. Oh, went for the CC. Oh, toss the boomerang. Yeah, it's just a, it's a repeat. Oh yeah, you so, got. Yeah. You're supposed to link me that Ninja Arsha skin so I could see it. Oh yeah, did you guys want to see that? Yeah, let me like that. Let me I'm gonna that. show that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. It's it. so bad. <laughs> and that'll be that'll that'll be it for the show because we gotta we gotta get yeah, in. Yeah, past his bedtime, dude. Yeah, sorry dude, about I, holding you up, man. No, 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 no. You're fine. We're gonna. So what what we'll do is we'll do uh we'll not do comments this week, and okay. then we'll do comments for two episodes next week. I, I don't want you reading comments on your own, Frost. Yeah, I think I, I read them without you last chat. time because your wedding. So you're like two weeks behind comments, dude. Did you get any chat? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, true. All right, here, let me check this out. All right, so this is the Ninja Arsha skin that you say is really, really awful. It's really Wait, awful. It? Really awful. I put it in a Twitch chat. Here, I'll, I'll, stream. I'll stream it for you. I'll stream it in the Discord real quick. Hold on. It's so so for those of you who don't know real quick before this starts the arsha weapons are special because they're supposed to have moving parts on them right so when you watch the arsha weapons they're supposed to have like these super cool like changing moving you know glow glowing parts and the ninja skin it's so small and insignificant that you actually do not notice it at all like keep watching and around 30 seconds he does a zoom in of the weapon and you will see how it moves and then right after this, I'm going to link you the warrior one, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. And as he zooms in right there, and you see it kind of just barely <laughs> moves. Oh, that's, 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 that's actually it. hilarious, dude. That's, just that's a so shake right funny. There. 
Dude, that looks dude, like just, just the, that looks like just normal BDO popping, not even an animation. <laughs> I know, right? Now, all of the, the big ones, ones look so good, and all the small yeah. ones like it's yeah. like the smaller the weapon, the worse it looks. Yeah. Honestly, all right. now I'm gonna show you that one, and then I'm gonna do you show have the you Kuno one. one? I chance? do have the Kuno one, right. and I'm gonna show you the one that's even one. worse than the Ninja one. Okay. It is the worst. The Kuno out of one's all pretty good, oh, dude. The the Warrior one is so epic. Oh, hold on. And no. the worst out of it? all of them, you're not going to expect. Yeah, I see it, dude. Oh, dude, my God. It's look at it. So badass. Look what how is it that? moves. Look how it moves, bro. It's sick. That is so freaking epic. Dude, what? Yeah, that's dude. crazy. Dude, there's this whole it looks shaking so animations cool. and everything. Yeah. All right. And then I'm going to link you in Discord. Right. This is, I believe, the. The Zerker one, the worst one out of this all of them. This is the worst of all of them. Huh? Yep. Look at the chain on it. <laughs> oh <laughs> Dude, no! It doesn't even move. Dude, the chain just sits there. It's glue. It's a glued <laughs> and, down chain. Dude, and watch when he puts his weapons away. It just stands there. I just sitting out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Dude, it's so bad. <laughs> it doesn't oh, even like look gosh. cool or dramatic like the others at all. Dude, it yeah. does it. It it, it literally looks like Lar RC and Wait, where's the like Kuno one? The Kuno one here. I'll link it to you. I knew Here's the Kuno, the Kuno one. The Kuno one looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I the think Kuno I one's actually the Kuno really good. one being cool. Yeah, the Kuno one's actually pretty good. It's because the Kuno one's really big, so. Ah, uh, yeah, the yeah. Kuno one looks so freaking cool, dude. It looks so cool. Like you don't want to get hit by that. Look at those jagged edges. Shit would yeah. give you tetanus. Yeah, that looks really cool. I like it. I so, think he zooms dude, in. Dude, I, I think wish I they had the, zooms in. Where's the hash one, man? Yeah, I want to see what the, the new ones look like. Uh, so the video links I have actually don't have the hash one. Yeah, it's they only the have the old classes. So, old ones, yeah. yeah be, so this uh, this tournament, when the hashes get their weapons and the Novas and this, uh, what's it called, get their weapons, we'll have to see for the first time what they look like. Dude, the I want to watch Shies. Dude, I want to watch well, the Shy Black Star uh, one looks really cool. So, uh, I don't know. Um, all right, cool. That's the that's the boomerang. That's their main yeah. hand, not their awakening. Right. They don't have an awakening. So they don't. Have to be their the awakening is the whatever you call it. I forget the name of it. The Del Soul thingy, whatever. Yeah, the Soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess metal instruments. That's a good one. Yeah. I wonder if it will be instrument skins. Shy might actually end up having the best one of all if it actually changes the instrument look. Yeah. If it changed all every single one of their instruments, that would actually be crazy, dude. Dude, the uh, I could just imagine the Hash Awakening one looking so cool, though, because his weapon already looks pretty badass. Oh, for the Awakening? Oh, dude, it's going to look pretty good. Yeah. The Musa one also looks pretty good, I think. So... Alrighty, uh, Armin, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's uh, sure, man. fun talking to you, as always. Where can people who have not discovered you yet find you? Uh, so I have technically a YouTube and a Twitch, but almost all my content's on Twitch. I'm going to be at twitch.tv slash ArminTF, A-R-M-I-N-T-F at the end. Um, I just do a lot of ninja content, so if you guys are interested in anything like that or PvP related, feel free to come in. Um, hell yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was fun. 
No worries, also man. a I'm professional professional video uh, shoutcaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not dude. yet, not yet. Stay I have I have there. two. I think I have two of some of the top uh, video shoutcasters uh, in this call with me right now. Dude, Reslar's cracked out, man. Reslar is, dude. He used to do our shoutcasting for all of our uh, Friday night fight nights in our guild back in the day. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. It was fun. Um, just as long as he's not, I always have to remind him and like, if, if we cast more at all together in this tournament, I, I have to remind him not to like complain about balance. Like that, that was the only, his only flaw in the past. It would be like, he'd be doing like really good shout casting and then all of a sudden just be mad about Zerka balance randomly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so. By the way, um, I will have a very big announcement coming very soon. I can't say what, but. Oh. Even you're gonna be interested in it, Frosty. Oh shoot! Oh boy! So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good one. We'll see what happens. All right, all right. Big announcement. Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be hosting? Big announcement. An invite only tournament on Shadow Arena. Dude, I don't know. We'll see what Shadow happens. Arena. <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Arena. Shadow <laughs> Arena. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that'd be cool. He's finally attacking Kuno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hyped, dude. Uh. All right, uh, Rezler, want to close this out? Sure, absolutely. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching slash listening. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Uh, thank you again to Armin. Thank you so much for coming on, especially since it was it was so last minute. Glad you were able to join us, man. Make sure uh, the links will be in the description if you want to check out Armin, his uh, Twitch channel again, twitch.tv slash ArminTF. Please go check him out. He's an amazing ninja, an amazing shoutcaster, and an amazing guy in general. Please, please, please go check him out. Um, check out our individual Twitch channels. Frosty's is twitch.tv slash sofrosty. Mine is twitch.tv slash notrizlar. And Nayashi, who unfortunately couldn't be here today, is twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA. All of those will also be in the description. Uh, sorry this is a little delayed. We decided not to do it on Sunday because of the casting for the tournament. If you want to see those VODs, you can go to all of our Twitch channels, uh, both myself, Armin, and Frosty all streamed the fights that we were casting. So if you want to see Armin's fights where he was casting, go check out his Twitch channel. You can see his VOD, Frosty, obviously his VOD, from all the fights that he did with both Vert and me. And then I streamed the fights that I did, including the wonderful, amazing Shy fights that were oh so exciting. So go check all that stuff out. Thank you again so much for watching and listening, and we will see you all next week.